welcome back. Episode 15. Yes, sir. As you guys can see, you know, it's going to be a little different today. We have a third person here, so, you know, it's not going to be our normal podcast talking about conspiracies and politics and UFC fights. Well, maybe we we might get into some fights, you know. Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, today is going to be a little bit different. You know, we have, uh, you know, what we know him as coach, you know, and then you guys are going to get to know him more, too. But, you know, we we have here our, our Muay Thai you know, coach right here, you know, that Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, correct. personal trainer, he does everything. Everything, you know, so we're going like to get into all that. He's know? like the guy from uh, Dos Equis, you know, he does everything. He travels <laughs> what, what do you call him? Like, right. uh, uh, like the most famous man in the yeah. world or something like that? So, so yeah, I mean, today is going to be, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be a, a really Dope good episode, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, you know. Let's start off with the Without cheers. Without further ado, we're just going to start real quick with a yeah. little cheers. We're not going to show what these are, but you might know what they are. Yeah. Thanks. Don't look at how it looks. Don't look at cheers, it. Bro. Cheers, 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 cheers. Don't show it. To be it. honest, I didn't know that we were choking them. I didn't know we were going to choke it. I just, I just, I just <laughs> I got to see what we were doing. I the, yeah. the competitive side of me. Yeah, I didn't like, know we were choking them. Obviously, we all kind of had that side eye. We were like looking at each other. Yeah, I'm about to win this. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But yeah, this is gonna be a good episode, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let, let's just start off by you know having you introduce yourself yeah. and just kind of saying, you know, your name, who you are, and just kind of what you do right now. Yeah. Well, again, everyone calls me Coach, but my name's Alex Nunez. Uh, I've been doing ooh mixed martial arts for quite a long time. Probably started like around. 20, 21 years old was when I actually started doing okay. mixed martial okay. arts. How but old are you now? Right now, I'm 41 years old. Okay. Yeah, that's so many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, a lot of experience too. Like Yeah, yeah a lot of experience, a lot of time changing, right? Like as yeah. far as how the sport even has evolved. Um, so that's kind of crazy too. Yeah. When I was doing it, there was no money involved. It was illegal to do uh, underground fights like smokers and things like that that oh, they do sure. now. So that's kind of cool to watch how how much it's evolved and and it's allowed a lot of fighters to take a better route yeah. to become mm-hmm. pro fighters. True. Yeah, because even when I was there, it was pretty much like find a a, a school that's throwing an illegal fight, an illegal event, mm-hmm. go against their guys, and you know there was no like you know organization or structure doing it. Yeah. So, like, if people got hurt, people got hurt. So, it's a yeah. lot safer now. Oh, yeah, big right? time. Like, it's sure. that, and it's, like, the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had that before, it'd be a, I know a lot of guys that, man, they were so talented, and I don't know. It, it's like being thrown into the wolves, right? Oh, like, being okay. thrown into the fire immediately. Oh, okay. yeah. They didn't have an opportunity to build their skill set mm-hmm. um, at a certain pace. It yeah. was more like, you do two, three of these, and we got to put you as a pro. Oh, oh, shit. And then it was like, damn, but then... how? You know, and then it was back then matchmaking was different because yeah, yeah. it wasn't as popular. You didn't have like these schools like we do now. Yeah. So it was like a brand new debut row go against a guy that's has five, six fights already. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. who knows how many like fights like smokers or anything yeah. he did right, before right, that. Right. So they, it, it was very different. very different. Now they do it based off of, you know, years of experience, yeah, how yeah. many fights, even amateur there's like Camel. Camel actually has like an actual record that you can Google someone and you mm. see how many amateur fights they have. Oh, God. back then you couldn't do shit. Yeah. Based off that though, do you think that 
some of these fighters back then actually, I mean, they just grew up fighting instead of growing up training, which is a little bit different, right? Like some people grew up just, you know, just having street fights. And that's why yeah. that's the reason why they a lot of to people fighting. are like that. But now yeah. it's more that they go into training without having mm -hmm. any sort of like, you know, street, not saying that they need it, but like having not having any like sort of street oh, yeah. fighting and, and, knowledge and stuff like that. And, and the crazy thing is like, you hear those stories from people like from my era too. It's just, how did you get started? Oh, I used to street fight. I used to get in trouble. Right. There's even, I have a really good personal friend that, you know, went to Bellator, everything. And yeah. he has that story where, you know, he just basically was told by someone, Hey, you know, I could get you into gladiator challenge and they pay you. And he was just like, they pay me to fight. Oh, mm. shit. let's do it. Like, you know, yeah, and that's, I mean, I fight how, for free, right? but then like, it was yeah. crazy because that's his record. Yeah. So he just jumped into it, and that was his record. Oh, uh -huh. And that's kind of how it worked for a lot of people. They just jumped right into it mm -hmm. and was like, yeah, let's do it. People who trained out of their garages, at home, yeah. things like that. I mean, now it's way different because the skill level's higher. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. the schools. I mean, there's so many schools now. Yeah. There, there's no real reason why anybody should have that story anymore. Yeah. Right, right. You know, so, unless but does just... that make the fighter different, do you think? Or what do you think about that? <laughs> you know what? It does because... I even think schools make a fighter different on how they're built as far as like the toughness inside them. Right. Mm. right. Because yeah, granted a lot of people didn't start with schools, but yeah. damn, some of those guys are tough. Yeah. Tough. They're tough. Yeah. Like, like how you say street fighters, right? They can yeah. take a hit. They can take a punch. They're used to getting hit bare knuckle. Yeah. It's just things like that. Even the guys you watch like on bare knuckle fighting. Right. A lot of those guys have that background right yeah. now. Yeah. And they say, you know, I used to fight and I went into martial arts. I trained, but they didn't even make it at a high level right, of UFC. Right, right. Some went to the UFC and then they fell. Yep. You know, sense. they went to Bellator, they fell. Yeah. Right? But then why are they making it in bare knuckle? That's what you they're know? used to, you know? It's like Kimbo yeah. Slice. Yeah. Right? You guys remember Kimbo Slice? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. He's like, he was more popular doing street, street fighting. Yep. Yeah. Facts. And then UFC just made it to a point where it was like, he gained a bigger uh, following. Because sure. now mm -hmm. they, it was the interest of, oh man, this guy used to street fight. I want to see him How's fight gonna, a professional fighter. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Kimbo... I mean, I don't care if you're a professional fighter. He had a knockout punch. Oh, he yeah, was, that was, sure. he was an animal. He was yeah. an animal. So know? it's different now. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm actually glad the way it is now. Yeah. Obviously, I own a gym, so it's different. So I'm glad that it has like a structure as far as a pathway to go to the professional yeah. level. So like, so what was your childhood like then? If you were like, did you start like in the <laughs> My same childhood type of thing? was nothing to do with fighting. No, nothing, nothing oh, whatever. Damn. I, I mean, just elementary everything. Yeah. Nothing. I was in elementary. I was a skinny kid. Junior high. I was a fat kid. High school. I was a really fat kid. I was the funny kid. Mm -hmm. I was from a party crew. I didn't care about nothing. My brother tried to put me in wrestling. My brother was <laughs> um, all four years high school wrestling. Oh, so true. when he was a senior, I was a freshman. Mm. So when I went in, he put me into wrestling. Like, Yo, you got to go to wrestling. Yeah. I went, and the only reason why I took wrestling was because sixth period, and I got to go home. Uh, <laughs> the coach was cool, so he would park, mark me oh, there. Oh, so you wouldn't go to the class? I wouldn't even go. Just leave. No, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I'd go have okay. chicken nuggets at McDonald's. <laughs> and that, fuck that, the wrestling. Yeah. Where the nuggets at? Yeah. Your that's a real story. <laughs> your brother's like, why, isn't, why aren't you changing? Like, what? <laughs> that's a real story. I used to go get Little Caesars pizza. I used to go play uh, PlayStation. Game day. What was it? Game day 97. Damn. When it came out, like me and my best friend, we were just like, yeah, we were just into stuff like that. Mm. Didn't, I didn't care about fighting or anything like that. So, so we're like, if someone were to like pick on you, were you the type to like, not like not interact with it, or were you just like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't interact with it because I had a mouth on me. Oh okay. Um, 
I was like the funny fat kid. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of jokes. So I could probably make you walk away from me just by clowning. Oh, clowning. Shitting that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it was either going to go two two directions, right? I see. One, you were going to get super embarrassed and pissed and try to knock me out yeah. to get payback. Because if you try to mouth back at me, it would just fuel me to do more and more. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But again, like I said, I wasn't alone when I was in high school. So I was yeah. part of a party crew. So a lot of times I just had that like backing. Right, right, right. Yeah, some, some, some yeah. homies to back you up at least. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't too bad, but okay. I used to get clowned a lot, e even in high school. So it, I mean, it was I was just the fat, the funny fat guy. Yeah. Like I, I remember even being on uh, one of the flyers. They, they joked around and put me on one of the house flyers, and it said, uh, "My nickname was DJ Big and Tasty," because <laughs> 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 of the Big and Tasty sandwich at McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> so I would tell people, I, "I'm DJ Big and Tasty," and, and I'll be eating up the ones and twos. <laughs> But all that changed. All that changed after high yeah. school. So. so when was like the first time where like you decided to like, okay, like is there something that happened that made you get into fighting or is this you yeah. just wanted to? So originally, this is kind of a crazy story. I don't really tell a lot of people, but uh AA talks exclusive, right? This here, is exclusive. <laughs> just exclusive. so you know, I don't tell a lot of people this story, uh, but yeah. I, I definitely want to say it all. But uh, so my brother, like I said, he's wrestled since high school. Mm -hmm. So he's always been into fitness, always been fit. So I actually asked my brother, I told him, you know, I'm tired of being big. Mm -hmm. I want to lose weight. So my brother told me flat out, you know, we didn't have a great relationship. Yeah. Um, so he told me, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you in shape. You better do what I say. The moment you fuck up, you're done. Like he's Damn. like, I'm not going to help okay. you no more. So yeah. I took it serious and I said, I'm going to follow whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. And mind you, I was about, what, 300, 295. Oh, shit. So, okay, and okay. Uh, I didn't work out. So, yeah. it's not like I had muscle on me. Yeah. So, yeah. this was just not not it, right? Yeah. Um, and when was this? This was, like, after high school or it was... Yeah, this was, like, damn, I'm going to say probably 19, 20 years old. Oh, damn. Because I started martial arts at 21 like, mm -hmm. I say martial arts because I went to a different school, and that's kind of how the story goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would go to 24-hour fitness with my brother. Mm -hmm. I ate the way he wanted me to eat. And this is how I tell people, like, that are my clients. I know a lot through experience because my brother made me eat, like, only scrambled eggs, tuna, and chicken. Oh, Damn. okay, okay. So I lost about 100 pounds in six months. Oh, mm -hmm. fuck. So my brother... Pure diet. You're like, oh, yeah. working out and pure diet? It was just... just and the, the working out wasn't really, like... I wasn't lifting weights. I was doing more cardio. Cardio. Okay. Because okay. he knew my ultimate goal was just to lose weight. Lose weight. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's my fault because I told him I just wanted to lose weight. Yeah. But it was like the whole thing, like, I want to go from a 2X to a, a large. That right? makes sense, yeah. So he made me do all this stuff, and I followed it. And mind you, like, I went down to about, what, 195. And uh, in six months... uh. But he was contracted with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. My brother wrestled pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, he, like, recently just retired. But uh, he was contracted with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and they had a dojo in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Inoki, a lot of people in martial arts know who Mr. Inoki is. Sounds okay. familiar. Yeah, because he was the wrestler who went against Muhammad Ali with boxing gloves. Oh, oh shit. okay. I see that Yeah, one. so I that's Mr. That Inoki. Yeah, so he's okay. the one who owned New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, which okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling is like WWE in Japan. Right, it's mm. the largest uh, wrestling organization. So he had their own; they had their own dojo in Santa Monica, right? And they paid a guy from Thailand to come down and teach the pro wrestlers actual Muay Thai. Then oh, they shit. had a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt come down to teach. 
the wrestlers Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm, because if you ever watch Japanese wrestling, they they wrestle like that. Mm-hmm. Like they actually do leg kicks, they do strikes, and then oh, when they shit. get on the ground and they wrestle, they'll do arm bars, things oh, like okay, that. Okay. So what my brother did was he said, I'll take you with me. Mm. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can do the Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. Ah. My first introduction was to Muay Thai was horrible because... <laughs> The guy who ran it, I mean, he's a little short Thai guy. He was probably like 5'5", five, five, a buck 35, oh. right? But a savage. But a savage, yeah. And I don't know that that's Thai, yeah. right? Uh. I'm looking at him like I'm three Thai. I can eat you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he has me doing like the jab uh-huh. the whole hour. Damn. He would just walk by and go, put his hand up. There you go. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like. Dude, when am I going to learn like a yeah. fucking spinning back <laughs> elbow or something, right? Nothing. Just yeah. had me doing a jab, which is a funny story because anybody who's sparred with me, they know I have a very good jab. Mm. So yeah, sure. that's actually the reason why. Good I body it. shot too. Yeah. I felt it. <laughs> so I, that's how I started learning it. And I just said, it was like, okay, well, this is kind of weird, but whatever. On the flip side, jujitsu was a little different because I was so big and I couldn't move. Yeah. So the guys in pro wrestling, and if in case they ever hear this podcast, mm-hmm. I used to always want to beat the shit out of every single one of you guys <laughs> later on. Because, oh, and just in case this does get big, uh-huh. uh, you're talking about WWE superstars here. Oh, yeah. shit. We're talking about... Uh, People that have made it then after that? We're talking about Daniel Bryant. You guys know who Daniel Bryan is? He was married to one of the Bella Twins. Oh, oh the Bella Twins? Yeah, okay. the, Bella twins. the Bella Twins. Yeah, so the guy with the beard is Daniel Bryan. That's my brother's friend. Oh, shit. And then there's another guy. I can't remember what his name was in WWE, uh-huh. but they were the ones. So they would, like, uh, pretty much beat my ass, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I was big. But when I learned martial arts and I went, uh, I left my brother's school, like that dojo. Yeah. And I wanted to do my own thing, so I went, I found Millennia. Millennia oh, uh, yeah, right. MMA. In Rancho or what? Yeah, well, they weren't in Rancho. They were in Pomona first. Oh, okay, and then okay. we moved to Rancho 6th Street. And then we went to uh, Day Creek in Rancho. So I was with them through the whole process of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, okay. But that was when I started getting into martial arts. Jiu-Jitsu was my first thing that I ever really did. Um, so I started getting good. And then I had, like, some fights coming up. And then I used to go with my brother to his shows when he would come over here to yeah. San Bernardino. And I would hope that one of them would want to like spar with me, but yeah. they never did. Uh, I would go to their practice for that purpose. Just waiting, uh, just waiting yeah. for them to call. I go to that practice. Yeah, I would just. I, you want to spar? <laughs> hey, you want to roll? And just, ah, it's good. It's good. Like, yeah. Like, Come so on, like, bro. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so even from the beginning, you weren't like you never thought like, oh fuck this shit. Like I don't want to. I don't want to train. You were patient. Even when you were to, getting beat up. You no. Said, like, yeah. You know why? Because, and I kind of bring that into my life to this day. Yeah is like the goal was bigger than anything else. So in my brain, I used to see people like Wanderlei Silva uh, from Pride. I used to watch a lot of Pride. Yeah. Mm. So when I seen people like that, I thought, man, these guys are like Savages. the most dangerous like, people yeah. on the planet. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're not afraid, especially Wanderlei Silva, having somebody like that to watch when you're growing up. I mean, the guy did Valley Tudo and all that stuff, like bare knuckle in Brazil, everything. Yeah. yeah. So he was like a real fighter this all the way around. He's an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, thinking about like him walking down places and people knowing like this guy's a savage, yeah. like yeah. you said, right? He's yeah. a beast. He fucking knows everything. Like people are scared of him. Yeah. Oh, people sure. are scared. They fear and they respect. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like all in one. You know, you have people like 
that are violent people that people are afraid of. They're scared of them. Yeah. You have people that are into real martial arts that they respected what they did. For sure. But these I guys were like, that. I felt like they were all in one. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my goal of having that yeah. was bigger than me gassing out, me wanting more pizza or chicken nuggets, yeah. you know, and I just stuck to it. Yeah. And I think that's what drove me was to be able to say, like, I wanted people to say, oh, shit, you, this is what you do. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all, all of that, like you said, respected, feared, and then, yeah, respect, everything. you know, just everything, everything. at one, yeah. you know, like, because, yeah, you're right. There are some people, some fighters that are respected, some fighters that are feared. Like Wanderlei Silva, this guy, just look at him, man. This guy yeah. looks like scary. an animal, man. <laughs> That's fucking scary. scary. But, and the other side, Stephen Thompson, he doesn't look that scary, yeah. but this guy's very, respect very respected him. because yeah. you, you respect know him. he'd yeah. fuck anybody up. 100%. Right? And you, res so, you also respect the discipline side. The discipline, Facts. for sure. I've seen some of his workouts, and this guy, mm -hmm. this guy goes hard, man. This the guy's conditioning. Over here, yeah, he's running yeah, up and yeah. down some hills, like, you know, yeah. five rounds going up and down. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people can't even, you know, deal. And then he still goes into his gym and, and trains classes and Absolutely. still has to spar, still has to, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like just do training himself after doing Facts. all that. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot that goes into that. You know, well, but and, I agree with that. And I think that's where I say, like, till this day, I bring that mm -hmm. because it's the discipline side. You know, discipline. even in everything I do, like business wise, I think of it like that. Like if you have that that structure as far as the discipline side goes, everybody respects that. Facts. But why do they respect that? Because not everybody can do it. Yeah, everyone. Is hard. I mean, you got to like basically, you know, Mike Tyson said it before, like the things you don't want to do. You, that's what you need to do, and that's like the discipline right there, you know. Right, and you have because to do it like you love you're it. never gonna have motivation. So all what? The time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what, what's more important, motivation or discipline? Discipline, right? discipline, one hundred percent. And that's yeah. what people don't understand. Like, there's a lot of people that you know they make excuses like, I don't have the motivation to work out or do something. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's not about motivation. You know, you need that discipline. Yeah, motivation man. comes and goes. You yeah, know, I'm facts. motivated today. Tomorrow, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. so we're many human, days. bro. We're exactly. human. Yeah, and there's so many days like I tell people. Because I get so many people now because of my position, they ask me, well, how do you stay motivated? And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can honestly say, especially now with everything that I do, mm -hmm. I'm less motivated a lot of times. It's just more of the discipline that drives me That's because I want to be successful. I want to do everything right. I set myself okay. up for. You know what I mean? So it's very like you guys, right? Like yeah. having a podcast and doing what you guys are doing, like it doesn't mean something's going to hit fast, right? True, true. The whole point is you guys said it on your last uh, podcast where you said you guys are being disciplined right? Yep. when you guys yeah. started off the show. Consistency That's and the discipline. whole point yeah, yeah. because if you're not doing that and you run into a, a, oh, man, it's not hitting, you look at views or whatever it is you guys are looking at, yep. I agree with that, that has nothing to do with this. Yeah, I'm telling everybody right now, there's so many people, I don't care if you go on Instagram, you look at all these people with 200,000 followers, 300,000, go to their... But this is what people don't do. Go to the I go to the bottom of the page. Yeah. They'll have two thousand something posts. I go all the way to the bottom where they have normal pictures. Yep. And there's like zero views. There's like exactly. twelve views, no, seventy four views, right. whatever. Yep. Next thing you know, it's like fourteen thousand views, a hundred and forty seven thousand. Yep. It's like what the heck? And that's how that you just can't give up because you yeah. never know which right. episode, which post is going to get you to it's that just, level. You know, it takes one. You know? like, it takes yeah, it just, one. It video. really just mm -hmm. takes one. Nowadays, it really does just take one. Yeah. That blows you up, but also even if that one blows you up, you still have to bring in the same content that Facts. got you there. Right. Bring in Facts. the same, you know, good quality content, and then the consistency and the dedication that also got you to that level. Yeah, anyways, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it does. And then there's those people, you know, they don't really do it 
like because they love it they just do it because you know they're looking at all like i could get money yeah and shit like that and i think that's something that people like fuck up on a lot right there well and and you know i always like there's people that i know that do that right and they say well i just want to make more money it's Mm -hmm. like that's fine. Well, you have people that are passionate about something, right? Yeah. And obviously, when you're passionate about something, that's what's going to drive you. Your yes. passion wakes you up. Your passion drives you. That's your motivation. Mm-hmm. But then if you want the money, you have to understand. That's where people talk. Like, you hear motivational speakers when they say the beast part, right? Like, you want to go into beast mode, but you don't want to do a beast do. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where that part comes nice. in from. You want the money, but you don't want to go through the process of failing not getting what you're True. looking for, yep, yep. learning from it, readjusting, and making it happen. Yep. People just want to say, ah, oh, man, it didn't work. I've been doing this for three months. Man, I don't yeah. care if you've been doing it for a year and a half. Exactly. It, takes, it could yeah. take two years, and then guess yep. what? Boom, you blow up. The whole point Whoops. is two years later, look at where you're at. Facts. I think, too, like, the you know, the best part about all of this is also the journey. You oh, know, even, even with martial arts, right? You mm-hmm. start at one spot, but you yeah. know, like the journey is going to take you to a certain yeah. other destination. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's what makes it more. That's the motivation as well. You know, like you you know that you can eventually get to a certain spot as long as you keep putting in the work right. yourself. Nobody yeah. else is going to push you. You know, yeah. it's it's all really just self effort. You know, right. so absolutely. if you push yourself, then you can get to that certain spot that you want to get to. And yeah. it's more like you're just you against yourself almost. You know, that's like, absolutely. Facts, bro. I, and I always tell people about like business and stuff like that. And uh, we were kind of discussing about that earlier is about people connections, right? Mm -hmm. You can't steer away from people. You can't look at the person that's in front of you and say, what do they have to offer me right now? That's not the point. The point is to shake as many hands as you can, you know, build as many relationships as possible, right? Because at any point of time, one of those people can blow up. That's true. One yeah. of those people can own. And they're something. gonna see like somebody's who was there family for me, member you know? can know yep. someone. Yep. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Where it's like, oh my, wait, you're doing what? My uncle does that for a living. They have a million dollar business. What? What are you talking about? Introduce me, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. But imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. if I stop talking to you because, yeah, whatever. I, yeah. You have no interest in me right exactly. now. Exactly. Yep. And some people are so like that. Where they, uh, there was a guy that talked about that about being like on an island. They want to seclude themselves and be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking care of me and yada, yada, yada. 100%. Take care of yourself. Focus on you. But that doesn't mean to be by yourself. Right. You need other people. You need help. You need advice. You need guidance. You need feedback. And that's what helps you grow. Don't just be that person that says, I don't need anybody. I do it all by myself. How's that working out for you? Exactly. And I think that's a good point because... uh, yeah, people do like to talk to somebody just for what their benefit that they can get. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think, you know, you got to be interested in what somebody has to say, mm-hmm. you know, and actually be genuinely interested in what they have to yeah. say. Because then that makes the conversation a lot easier. Because if you're only talking to them just because of what you want to hear, then, then they say something, you're like, okay, never I'm mind, out. I'm yeah. out. Yep. But if you're interested in what they have to say, then you're there for the conversation, right. not for the benefit of yourself. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And you, you got to remember when people are successful, and I'm around people that are pretty successful now, but I also learned that where it's like what you just said right now. There's people that talk to them for the sole purpose of saying, what can you do for me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand when people are already successful, they don't need you. Yeah. It's not like they're looking to gain something from you. You're looking to gain from them. Exactly. Yep. So if you're just going to like <laughs> yep. throw something out and they go, uh, well, not right now. Yeah. And then you get pissed off and like, oh, well, just screw you. Then I don't want to talk to you no more. 
Oh, you just messed up. Fuck. Right, because right, you right. haven't even proven to that person. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good You're point. not even showing discipline, yep. consistency. You're not showing work ethics towards that yep. person. How in the world is someone going to invest in you if you don't even show them what you're capable of doing? Let me let me follow up with, uh, with a question right there. Mm -hmm. Do you think being fit, like just looking fit and being fit, helps you with business like ventures? 120%. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's it's like a real thing when people say you walk into a room. Uh, like I used to be an operations manager yep. uh, at a fifty nine billion dollar company, and when 59 we go billion. fifty nine billion, yeah, it was Damn. the largest technology distributor in the world. Damn. And what happens is you go into a conference room with everybody in there, and you're one of the fittest ones in there. Yeah, believe me, they they recognize that exactly. They recognize that, that. Um, when you speak, they shut up. Damn. you know, and you also have to understand that when people are at a higher level. If you're going to go in there for a purpose of selling to them or having them buy into a project or give you money, they're already looking at you in that sense. Mm -hmm. This guy has work ethics. Exactly. He has discipline. Yeah, discipline. Yeah. Look yeah, at sure. him. He takes care of himself. Yep. If you walk in there as a fat slob and, and out of shape and you could barely breathe and you're looking <laughs> at the snacks in the back of the office, like, yeah, is this yeah, for yeah. us to eat? That's right. And you're sitting there with packages in front of you. They're already looking at like, what is this guy going to have to offer? Yeah. Because you know what that shows? And it's a real thing. And I hate to say it, but this is reality for certain yeah, people. Yeah. When you're showing that, you're showing that you can do it for only a certain amount of time and you give up. That's it's true. the same thing yeah. in business. If I give you the opportunity, it looks to me like you're just going to do it for X amount of time and then give out. But they don't know how reliable you are. Right. Right. But you see somebody who's fit. They even talk about how much they, hey, I work out four o'clock in the morning every single day. Ooh, see, that's something different. You're talking about projects and making money and investing. This is the guy. Yeah. He right. has discipline. Yeah. Discipline. He has that work ethic. Mm -hmm. He's a beast. Mm -hmm. When he wants something, he's going to do it. Yeah. 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 And that's the selling point right there. Now all you got to do is talk. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the way I, I that's because the way they I already, it. It's like basically they're already like looking up to you in a way, you know? Absolutely. 100%. Because yeah. they, they, exactly, they actually look at well, you. Because yeah. people understand when they see somebody that's fit, they understand the work it takes because hard. If, if they're not there, then they know exactly because what they, they have know to for do. themselves it's hard for them. They don't want to do it. So they're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> so this they, guy could do it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, this guy put so much work yep. to looking like that. So absolutely, you know, I can't do it. They're like, yeah, I yeah. can't do it. So and that's a big deal. That's a big deal when people think like that. So yeah, yeah that then with business business wise, then being fit helps a lot. It helps one hundred percent. That's why I mean, it's not because I just own a gym, but it's no. But it's, it's reality. That's why that's I was That's the reality too, of it. Yeah. Because I've done it. I've been through it, you know, and, and I've gotten actual responses and feedback because of that reason. And yeah. I've even been shocked like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, I, I got asked by higher level people, um, what time do you work out? Mm. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of, well, maybe he just wants to know. And I would tell him like, oh, I wake up every day at about 3.30. I have a home gym, four o'clock in the morning. I go downstairs, I work out. Okay, and then I come to work about seven o'clock, and then I do my shift and I go back home. And he's like, "Oh, so every day you work out?" Like, yeah, regardless, like, mm -hmm. I have to. I don't. I'm not yeah. myself if I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just like I had no idea that that was the setup. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're looking at it like, okay, this guy's gonna be here on time. This guy's gonna do his job. Yeah, and I, very, are you at the point, point too? Because I get that. I feel like this a lot myself. Is like, if you don't work out that day, like say you miss one day, you just your mind keeps thinking oh, about that feel like all a day. fucking slaughter. Yeah, I like, like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was listening to this one guy. I don't remember who it was, but he <laughs> said that where he said, it's, it's weird how in the beginning, when you want to work out, 
you get anxiety about working out. I don't know if you guys heard that one. It's like, oh, I get anxiety about working out. Like, ah, the people, I don't know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. Then you go for a couple months, you start seeing results. Then you start creating an actual routine. Now you're creating what? Discipline and consistency. Now you're going every day and then it becomes a lifestyle. And then the lifestyle, what happens in return, which is the crazy part is it flips. Now, when you don't work out, you get anxiety. Yep. Before you got anxiety <laughs> to go work out. Now yeah, it's yeah, flipped. Yeah. You don't yep. work out. You're like, oh man, I, you're just I thinking about it all today. day. Yeah, yeah. like shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like work shit. out today. People will even ask. Like, I remember going into work, and I was telling someone this the other the other week, where I used to do that. I used to walk into work all pumped up. Even the people that didn't like me, they might even listen to the podcast. <laughs> on they didn't even like me, and I used to walk by them, and I used to be like, hey, what's going on? What's up, buddy? How's it going? I know they don't like me, yeah. but they don't like me because I'm so motivated. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I do my job. I'm good at it. But then the days that I didn't work out, I would go straight to the vending machine, get an oh, oh, energy drink. Okay. That makes sense. That you makes know? a lot of and sense. And I just knew yeah. I was not ready. I was not ready. Isn't for it how day. that like snowballs? You don't yeah, work absolutely. out. You start eating junk food. You're like, all yep. right, well, like I didn't work out today. Might as well just open up like a yeah. some cookies or whatever yeah. the fuck, you know, like, and then you just start spiraling yeah. down that. Yep. Same path, and that's know? where so, they say that's the discipline. Yeah. Because even if you don't work out, you still got to stay disciplined yeah. with your exactly. routine. Even, yeah, because yeah, I mean, cause, yeah, I, I just tell them like, you know, sometimes I tell like my girl or like the people in my life, I'm like, fuck, I didn't work out today. They're like, yeah. relax, it's one day, but I'm like, nah, like, it's yeah. just eating me up yeah. in my head, like, fuck, man. And it sucks and because <laughs> it, we talk about that a lot where it's yeah. like, you know, the people around you will be like, you're going too hard. Take it easy. Oh, Take a day I, off. I like that shit. And you know what? The only reason why, and we have to understand that they're not on your level. That makes sense. And, and it's, it's just, that's really the answer. They're not on that level. They don't have that discipline. They don't have that that actual drive to do yeah. it you know what i mean so i don't usually get mad at people where i don't say like yeah right i just say oh, yeah, you know i'll think I about just, it yeah, yeah i like to work out you know <laughs> yeah. i go on vacation like when we went to vegas just a little while ago mm-hmm. like i still worked out where's the nearest gym if they don't have the gym in the hotel i'm staying at i google where the nearest gym is i still gotta go get a pump i gotta feel good you know what I mean? It's just, it's in me to go do that because I feel like that's how my brain and my body yeah. operates. And then if you didn't do it, like you're not going to be able to like just be enjoying the night. You right. Know? You're just going to yep. think about True. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. thing yeah. is just, I always tell people when it comes to martial arts, business, gym, whatever it is, life, if you have people around you that are like negative and they just say like that, yeah. where they really push the issue of, I think you're doing too much. Mm. Uh, you really got to either sit down with that person if they mean something to you and help them understand. Yeah. Or I always just say, just cut them out. I'm just yeah, a different facts. person, though. Because, yeah. like, in your mind, you're like, well, I'm probably not doing too, like, enough. You know? Ah, so, that's the way I feel. Yeah, I'm not doing I feel enough. like I'm not putting in enough. Yeah. I feel like I, I still have a lot more, and I'm not even doing what, like, my full potential yeah. that I yeah. uh, possibly can do. So that's that's a big deal, too. And I, I, think, uh, I think also, like, for me, one of the big struggles that I would say that I have is, like, comfortability. You get mm-hmm. comfortable in a certain spot and then you don't want to push yourself yeah. Yeah. extra, right? Yep. So then like if somebody is comfortable, then how do you say somebody finds that motivation to like, or not even, you know, we're talking about the motivation, but how do you say somebody pushes through that comfortability? Just get and out just, of that comfort just, zone. And just, you know? Yeah. And, and then yeah. do something like that. Just get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. You know? Well, the thing is about being in a comfort zone, usually it's because you don't have a goal that's set. Mm. So there's some people that say, well, I want to start working out. They start working out. They go to 24-Hour Fitness, LA Fitness, whatever. We're not sponsored by them, so we're not sponsored. <laughs> um, but right. things like that where <laughs> it's more like 
then they get comfortable. They only, they're only working out to a point, oh, that burns, let it go, right? They don't have like a goal. And I think goals are good, mm-hmm. you know, because it sets like a, a certain pace and a discipline that you have to have. If you tell yourself, hey, I gotta, I wanna lose weight or whatever it is, I wanna gain muscle mass, at least you're putting something where you, okay, research, what do you gotta do? Right. Don't just say it, but research it. What yeah. do I, what do I gotta do to gain 20 pounds of muscle mass? Okay, I got a pyramid lift. I got to eat X amount of protein daily, you know. Okay, then make a plan, you know, meal prep, do all that stuff. The funny thing is, is that's what people have to understand. If you do that, that is creating the discipline side. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that ends up doing. Yeah. That's the part that no one likes to do. If you tell mm-hmm. somebody this day, I meal prep every Sunday for the entire week. I wake up every day at 4.30 in the morning workout. They're going to go every day. Yeah. That's facts. And then they're going to say, I don't have time to do stuff like that. Right, right, right. And that's I, like, and that's I, like one of the worst you know? excuses right there is no, when yeah, people sure. say you don't have time. I don't have time. And then I always Everybody wonder. Everybody has time. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm now I'm probably the worst person to say that to. <laughs> but I used to, you know, the thing I've learned about that is I don't buy into it no more and yeah. I don't enable it. Right. So I used to be that person when somebody would tell me, oh, man, you know, like when I was working. Oh, man, that's crazy. You wake up four o'clock in the morning, you work out. Man, I, I feel it, man, I really I wish, wish I, I could, could do, do that, that. you know, but <laughs> my wife, my kids and my job yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, everybody has wife, kids, jobs. Everyone does yeah. it. And they still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's, you know, you're just choosing not to do it. Right. And the sad part is, too, is like people are just finding an excuse to like defend themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing that instead of like just helping yourself and being real with yourself yeah. at the end of the day? You know, and that's the thing is, man, I've. I've lost some people around me uh-huh. and maybe they'll understand later. I'm sure they will, but they didn't understand the fact that if somebody truly cares about you, they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. that's a good And point. I'm the yeah, person that says like, this is the truth about it. You're not putting in 100%. You're making excuses. You're doing this wrong. Why? It's th- the proof is in the pudding. This look at what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. Yeah. And they get mad. They get defensive. Why? Because they don't want to hear it. Instead of taking the feedback, having thick skin, and saying, "You know what? Let me adjust." Yep. Because if they would have done it that way, they would come back and say, "Thank you so much." Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I agree. Then they I would think with that. they'll learn it later. Yeah. Without me. Yeah. Just later. Yep, you know what I mean? Yep. Or they might not learn it at all and they'll be stuck yeah. where they're at. It's because they see it the wrong way. Like, oh, I'm, you're yeah. talking shit about me. You're hating right. on me. And it's not. Like, and, and that's a real person. Yeah. A real it's more, person yeah, it's is more being real with them and yeah. telling them the truth. I'm yep. not going to sugarcoat. I used to do that. I'm not going to yeah. sugarcoat because you know why? What's the point? At like, the end of the day, I don't want somebody to do that to me, especially now. I don't want people to do that yeah. to me. People I know that own businesses, I tell them all the time. Tell me what you think. Give me the truth. Yeah, I think you're doing this. I think you're doing this wrong and you might want to try this. I'm on my phone. Like, Say that one more time. So <laughs> nice. I got to do what? Okay, cool. Yeah, let How me can I improve, that. right? Yeah, I'm going to try to see if I can get that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, because uh, why? You're a millionaire. Yep, yep, I'm yep. not. Exactly. So okay, let so me that. try to be one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you, got, you, gotta, you have to learn from people that have. That are that like are just, that. Yeah. Yeah. In a different lifestyle as you, you know, like. But people, like you said, they take it to, yeah. you know, they get defensive. They think like you're talking shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. But then that's like a victim mentality right there. Just saying like, they're attacking me. Then I. You know, yeah. Then I just take it like to an offense, and I'm not gonna work on these things. I'm really, yeah. you should say like, I am gonna work on these things. Thank right. you for telling me. Yeah. And they yeah, love I mean, having the friends, or oh, they yeah. want the people around them that are like, 
it's okay. You don't have to work out today. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do this today. No, yeah, or for sure. It, for sure. They want the people to tell them what they want to hear to yeah. stop. Not what they need to hear. Not what they need yeah. to hear. 100%. Right. Yeah, and I agree with that. And that's know? why, like, I again, my world changed, you know, at, at a certain year. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is what I have to do. I was so used to that mentality. But martial arts helped you get to that mentality? Martial say, arts, Martial arts actually let me know that I have the discipline in me mm. um, because martial arts, like, okay, I had a fight coming up. Okay. I got to cut, you know, I got to eat right. I got to train X mm -hmm. amount of days. I need to be there at this time to this time. I still worked. So it gave me the discipline that I can do know, yeah, that okay. I can have. Yeah. Did I lose that? 100%. Mm. After fighting, I lost it. That's mm. what I'm saying. I know the stories. Right, I know right, the excuses. Right. Yep, yep. I lost it, but then I went back to it and I said, you know what? I have it. I know I have it because I've done it before. Right, right. And then that's what made me click. And, and that's say, why people to too, you know, they're like, nah, you don't understand me. But like at the same time, like, you do I understand. Do understand. Oh, yeah, You've right, been like through it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like people, yeah. a lot of people say that, you know, to David Goggins. Like they'll tell him the same thing. You don't understand my life, but he, come on, he understands. He's, yeah, he's been he's through been so, so much. So David much Goggins shit. is the worst person to compare <laughs> to. to that yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's exactly. So and that's David the thing. Like, is horrible yeah. compared to. Like, yeah. Yeah. he do not want to be around that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who's gonna carry the load? Yeah, yeah. Right? the boats. <laughs> like you are, not me. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like nobody can bullshit you, really. Because yeah. If you understand, like, yeah. what they're telling you. Yeah, and you've been through it. Not only, not only. Do you know their story, but you experience that yeah, same yeah. exact story. So when someone yeah. tells you that, do you like, do you like, oh, you're wasting my time, or like, what do you say back no, to that? No, I actually, I, I try to reverse it. Mm. How I know how to now to do it right, where I let I let them know. I'll even tell them a piece of myself, mm. okay. so that that way they understand I'm not just talking out of my ass yeah. or uh, like reading a book or yep. motivational speaker. Yep. No, no, no. This is what I've done. Mm. This is what I went through. You know, this is what I do currently. And so you can do it. You know, Facts. nothing, nothing is really like, we're not different. Like all three of us sitting here, nothing about us is really different when it comes to creating discipline within ourselves. Mm. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, Manny, you're, you have a better discipline because of this. Or Angel, you have a better discipline because of this. I have a better, no, it's not. It's. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be consistent? Are you willing to do the mm. sacrifices like we can to all be disciplined? We can all create. You, we can all discipline. do it the same way. Yeah. yeah, we can all hold each other accountable, and we could be like, "Hey, this is the goal. Are you guys ready?" Like, yeah, let's rock and roll. Well, mm -hmm. what do we got to sacrifice? This is it. One, two, three. Are you willing to do it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we can all do it at the same time. We could do it all together like that. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing too. Like people don't like to uh, take the sacrifices. You know. Yeah. People. People want to stay comfortable, like you said. People want to. You know just why? Because it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah! I'd rather do something yeah. that's easy, right? Well, why do you want to diet and eat clean? Uh, it's easier to go to the McDonald's and get a six-piece chicken nugget. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like I don't My want Uber to... actually showing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all knocking at the doors. Oh, our orders are here. Pause the podcast. <laughs> like, let me just pick it up, right? Yeah. Now. But no, that's, yeah, that's the I whole point. But it's but the reason why I speak so much about fitness and martial arts. Is because of the business side is when mm. somebody tells me I want to create my own business. I want to start a career. That's why I'm so big about the fitness, because I want people to understand you create the discipline through fitness. Correct. And you challenge your mind through fitness so that when you go into business mm, and you have issues and struggles and speed bumps and all these other things, 
you're able to get through it easier right. because you're mentally challenged every day by fitness. So you're kind of you're kind of going into my next question, actually, mm-hmm. as far as how, how did you get into teaching martial arts? So you teaching know? martial arts was different because, like I said, I I fought. I did all my things. I stopped in 2009. Um, then I went into powerlifting. I tried to do a little bit of powerlifting. Uh, I hurt my back. I pulled my back out doing deadlifts. Then I went into just regular working out, like muscular development, trying to gain size. Then the old gym I was at, which was Tournament House, uh, Matt is a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's the one who, he didn't reach out to me. Dave Cryer, he's a professional fighter. He reached out to me and asked, hey, would you be willing to teach uh, Muay Thai classes? Mm. And I was like, where? And then he told me, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I never thought about that. So you had never taught before that? I did. I actually did. And I don't mean teaching like I was the main instructor. Uh, Millennia, when uh, William Stripey is my crew, Mm. when he was out or he was actively fighting, Mm. uh, me or Greg were like the top guys as far as the Muay Thai side. Mm. Um, I would help teach some of his classes. Um, So it was like simple things like that. Okay. But never to the extent of what I do now. Yeah. Did I want to do something like that? Yes. I always had it in my head. Um, I would see people like Oyama. Oyama. Uh, from Oyama Fight Team in Irvine. Mm. He's a guy who trained like Tito Ortiz, Rampage Jackson. Oh, shit. Still okay. teaches to this day. Okay. Um, okay. Very successful uh, school. They were all and, in pride too, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I looked at someone like him and I was like, man, I want to be like that if I could. But at the time I was thinking there's no money like that. Because mm. mm. I don't know. I don't know about it. Yeah. But then, so when Dave called me and asked me, I told him, well, I'll go talk to Matt. Matt, we met up. That's when he told me, like, hey, you want to teach, like, one or two days out of the week? I was working at uh, the warehouse. And he's, I said, yeah, like, I'll try it out. I've never done it. Yeah. You know? But don't get me wrong. I've done so much stuff. I've, as far as, like, a sales thing, like, I've done club promoting. I've been a club promoter. Um, I used to flip cars. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I had that in me to, like, the personality side of it. Yeah. Okay. So when I went into teaching, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know, you know, like how good I could be, but I did know one thing. And that was like, when I agreed to teaching, yeah, I did tell myself how, how would I teach and what kind of a coach would I be? Mm-hmm. So I took all the do's and don'ts that I've learned throughout my years of martial right. arts. And I was just like, I'm going to put that into play. And uh, I was like the guy that always wanted to be recognized. Okay. So I wanted to make sure like I didn't have that with my students, mm. you know? Like you didn't have that? What do you mean? Like Because like where I came from, the school I came from was, uh, it was huge as far as the fight team. So for you to get recognized, you had to prove yourself. Oh, okay. You know, like you right. had to be a fighter. You had to prove yourself for the recognition to be like. For the coaches to even talk. Yeah. To like, hey, team. that, hey. Come here, you know, like mm. we notice, you know, you're getting up. You want to fight? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, little did you know, I've already been fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was yeah, like, okay, it was okay. like, you know, like that. So mine was more like, I want to actually teach. Uh-huh. I want to coach. My priority is not going to be fighting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be actual coaching. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, it would be more of like the discipline side. Right. The culture, the discipline and learning how to do all that. That makes sense. So that's kind of where it went into like coaching. And then, I, you know, two days turned into three, turned into five. Mm. Then next, you know, Matt took me away from my job and then it was full time. Yeah, that was it. 
That's so all she wrote from there. How, how long were you there? Like, because I think I got there, I don't even remember what month. I want to say maybe September, something like that. Yeah, of, of last, of last year. year. How long were you there before? I'm trying that? to remember. I think it was coaching wise since the beginning it was almost two years almost two mm. years okay. but full time when he took me from my job it was a year i was there for a solid year mm, okay okay so and like even my own gym it came out of nowhere it wasn't planned or anything like that oh, so shit. my gym came out of nowhere it was basically a phone call i have a location do you know anybody that's what the phone call oh, was man. it wasn't like hey you want to open up your own gym oh mm. okay okay it was i have yeah. a location do you know anybody? Because they knew I, I knew a lot of people that had like businesses. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Let me go check it out. Because I don't know the size. I don't know what it is. I don't know where the location is. So I came over here and checked it out. I was like, man, this is not bad. Right, and then right, they just right. kind of mentioned, well, what if you opened up a gym here? Oh, and I was damn. like, man, you know what? I don't know. And it kind of like sparked the thought. In yeah, head, because right? <laughs> again, and I didn't have nothing. It's not like I had all this stuff. And I just had what I had in my garage, like as a home gym. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know what? I don't know. And I had to really think about it. So I went back home. I thought about it, you know, and then, yeah, I just said, you know what? Let's do it. Damn. Might as well just try it. I just, you know. So this is what you do full time now, right? This is what I do full time. I'm nice. a firm believer, though, like, especially right now, because, you know, like even you guys doing the podcast, it's like you have to try it. You have to. Yeah, you have to. If you fail, you fail. But yeah, at least you can say that you did it. it. You can say I did the podcast. Yeah, one hundred percent. I tried it it. and gave it a good try too. Not like, oh, six months went, it didn't pop. Let me stop. Exactly. No, no, no. You got to be serious about it. Give it time. Yeah, give it. Let it be serious. You know, the gym. You know, like even for the gym, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sign another two years probably here, and it's like I, I, I just want it to keep going no matter what happens. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Because I also, like, it's kind of crazy to say, which now I kind of realize that in my life is this gym is like a, it's like a second home to certain people. Yeah. And I ha- I sure. now have sure. recognized that because I have loyal, loyal members and clients mm-hmm. that they rely on me to yeah. be here and help yeah. them. Yeah. And that, that. I, t- I take that very, very serious. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not even real big on, like, the fighters. If somebody from other schools come and, like, hey, I want to be a fighter, I want to do this, I'm not really big on it. Well, yeah. for, well, for some of these people, this is like their, I guess, release from their life problems, you it's know? Therapy. So, yeah, yep. it's therapy. Yeah. So, like, they have some issues at home or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, in their life, and they come here to just release and just yeah, just have fun and do what they want to do, you yeah. know? So, 100%. So, I agree with that. You know, they do rely on you to, like, yeah. be here, open, show up, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, then they, they can just kind of let free, you know? Yeah, and I know that. And I've recognized that now this past couple months. Yeah. Where, you know, it, it has been a change in certain people's lives and they thank me and all that stuff. And even like the tattoos, I have people tattooing motive on them. You know? crazy. It's yeah. like, why? You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I asked the same So that was your reaction? Like, well, it was like, why? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then yeah. one of my clients is actually the one that told me, well, what do you have on your arm? Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, I have the millennia tattoo. And I was why did you get that? Mm. Well, because that's always going to be a part of my life. It changed my life. Oh, there you go. There you go. And I was like, yeah. damn, yeah, you sense, got me. Right? I was like, yeah, you got me on yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, that makes I, sense. But it's, why did she give me? Because I didn't I didn't look at it like that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I you just it thought like, it's just a regular gym? You yeah, know? it's like a gym. But yeah. it means more to Because nobody's tagging right. 24 yeah. fitness on their own, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I guess that's what I looked at it, right? Yeah. But when it has like a significant meaning to you in your life, 
Yeah. Like, uh, and then it was told, like, you know, one of my other clients told me the same thing where she said, well, think about it. You know, they could be like a grandma or a grandpa and someone's going to say, what is that? So, oh, well, this is how, like, this fitness place changed my whole life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's I was in a bad point. spot. I came here. And next thing you know, I was, like, three years deep. And, you know, I fought or I just transformed my whole body. You know, whatever it is. It's like yeah. there's, like, a story behind it. And now I understand it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. So that's why it's important for me to make sure that this stays alive and it keeps mm -hmm. going and actually gets better. That means, so, I mean, okay. that, makes that makes a lot sense. of sense. And yeah. then just, just based off of that, just like you opening your own gym and stuff mm -hmm. like that, if you had to like give somebody advice that did want to come into this same type of business, opening their own gym, what, what would you recommend? Like what kind of route would you... Like to have them start? Yeah, to have them... Like say, say they've already done like some sort of fitness type of stuff mm -hmm. like that, same thing, but... To open their own their own gym, yeah. what would you like recommend for them? Well, I've I've had somebody ask me that. The only thing is, is I was lucky enough to have a following, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Like I tell people, even if you're a, like a personal trainer at Twenty Four Hour Fitness or any of these commercial gyms, you have to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. You can't treat it like you don't know how many people even here that I have that said, "Oh, I used to go here." And they spent a lot of money and they're like, they were late. They didn't pay attention. They made me try to do stuff I couldn't even do. You got to remember all these commercial gyms, they hire people with that, whatever ISSA certification. And I mean, I hate to say it, but I know so many people that paid a hundred dollars and just took the test and got their certification. Mm, right. And they asked me, how do I train people? Mm. So they didn't even know how to do they it. They don't even know how to train people. They just got the certification. Uh, because they knew they needed it to go get a job. Mm. And then they're asking me for workouts. Mm -hmm. Like I supply them with my workouts. Oh, okay. Damn. So that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the part about it is that they just go for, wait, a personal trainer can make how much? It's the money. Yep, side. it goes back to that. But that's then true. again, that's fast money. That's yep. money that like, okay, you're a personal trainer, not no more. Oh, you went from rain training facility to 24 hour, oh, to crunch, to choose, to LA. You're just hopping because... That tells you right there what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have the personality? So a gym is very different because a gym, you have to have those personal relationships for yeah. people. So I was lucky enough to build a great uh, following over there on that side. So when I moved over here, all my clients came over here. I would say half of the members for my Muay Thai came over here. So I was happy that I was able to start off right off the bat running, Yeah, that's you know, right. where that most people don't. And I would yeah. say from you, you know, just based off of going to your gym for, you know, it, it was a few months, right? But it just seemed like you actually cared about the the people you yeah. were training. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it didn't seem like, you know, we were just there and we were just like hitting the bag or doing mm -hmm. whatever type of drills. It seemed like you actually did care about I what was, we were yeah. doing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're doing this wrong. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I remember you always telling me like, you know, like turn your foot, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you kick, you know. Because yeah. I wanted you guys, yeah, you know, I genuinely like, want people to get better because mm -hmm. I thought of myself. Yeah. I thought of myself when I was training and I was a number. Mm -hmm. I was just another number. Yeah, exactly. I was a, uh, I was a member. I was a number. I was a payment. And that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't do that to my members. Like, like I need, they, they need to understand that they're worth more than that. Yeah. Because that follows through their life and outside of the gym. Because trust me, like, I'm getting more people based off of word of mouth. True. Yeah, right? I point. believe that's yeah. Honest. I like brought I, him. <laughs> I brought him and yeah, now he's true. gonna bring me back here, you know. Yeah, see, and that's <laughs> but that's how it works. Yeah. 
because you guys know, like, I'm not going to screw you over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, just, yeah, exactly. you're a dollar sign. Keep yeah. going. Go ahead and just do that. Exactly. Yeah. Have exactly. a nice day. Stay in the corner. Just hit the, right. hit the bag or whatever. You know? And that's the thing is it's yeah. like a personal thing for me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not too big on, like, the fighter side of it because that takes too much away from me. Mm. Because then I have to actually, like, focus on the fighter. Right, right, right. But I love building people to where they start fighting. So about that, because I seen mm -hmm. like, you know, you had some fighters actually yeah. fight. What was it last weekend? Yeah, at the Anaheim yeah. Fit Expo. So, you know, two of your fighters won, right? Yeah, two and oh. Yeah. So I was seeing that and, and I do see that a lot of your fighters actually do end up winning like most of the time. And yeah. I do see that. And I, I think it's, you know, it, it speaks about your, your coaching. Yeah. You know, yep. and can you talk about that? Like, how was that Anaheim experience? And oh, yeah. Like fighters. It's funny. I was uh, I had that. I was talking to one of the members about that. Because mm -hmm. we were talking about the whole uh, the fights and everything like that, and uh, it was yeah, it was fourteen and six. My record as a coach is fourteen wins and six losses. Well, there you mm -hmm. go. So it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about that a week ago, and uh, and I hate I mean six the six losses three of them they knew they were gonna lose. Mm. Mm. So it was kind of like a yeah, you know what I mean? Mismatch or like we, no, we knew it was just training. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that too because it was so training. Would you tell these people too like? Hey, man, I don't think you're ready, you mm -hmm. know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, if they choose good. to do it, they pay for the registration. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like uh, I, I can't really do much about it. Yeah. So that's why I don't look at it as 14 and 6. I look at it as like 14 <laughs> yeah. and 3. From like the people that actually took it serious. 100%, exactly. yeah. That makes sense. But it, it makes me happy because, like like I say, I, I'm doing it based off of my, my experiences. Mm -hmm. So I'm preparing everyone the way... I would hope I would have gotten prepared. Yep. Not the way I got prepared, the mm. way I would have liked to have been prepared. Yeah, okay, okay. Let me rephrase that, right? Yeah. Because mine was very different. So I think of it like I felt like maybe it would have been better for me this way. So that's kind of how I train people. Mm. So I'm like, okay. And I noticed that it's been working, you know? And a lot yeah. of the guys and girls that have fought for me, they've done very well yeah. because they've stuck to the actual plan of like, this is how we do it. Yeah. And the ones that kind of steered the other direction, it actually showed. Right, so, right, right. So, so like going back to your life, um, so when you were training and all that, so when did you like get that spark to be like, okay, like I want to take it serious now and I want to actually do like serious training, like when when did that start like after the wrestling the japan wrestling and all that no it was more dang i did i think it was three smokers mm. my first smoker i won like the first round first minute i submitted the guy I took him down i submitted him it was an mma fight second one i fought a guy from something kickboxing I don't know, american kickboxing mm. I thought he was a straight striker. Yeah. He was overweight. So he was like 240 pounds. Mm. And I was like, I'll still fight him. <laughs> and, uh, and you were how much? Old? My, I think I was like, at that time, I was probably like 215, 220. Mm, okay. So the guy, my coach was like, dude, just take him down. Just yeah. do what yeah. you do. You know, yeah. and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's do it. So I go and the first round happens. I try to take him down. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I try to shoot on him and he sprawls. Oh, shit. I'm like, what the heck? And when he sprawls and I go to get up, like, he just starts crying. Bah, bah, bah. And he starts cracking me. And I'm like, well, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I'm not, yeah. now I'm nervous because I'm like, yeah. what's happening? I take this nasty shot that you could see from like 10 miles away. And he just starts hitting me. Boom. 
and I go into like a turtle position. And then what happens is he circle. He was on my back, like I turn over, Ooh. and then he circles around okay. to get to the front so that he can hit me oh, on the side, right? Because yeah. I'm going like this. Yeah. So it was weird because all I saw was his fat leg. I'm gonna get mad if he reasons, <laughs> but I saw his fat leg. So I grab his leg and I ankle pick him, and he drops like a tree. Oh, okay, okay. I climb up him like Habib, right? I didn't know who Habib was back then, <laughs> yeah. but I climb up him like no, Habib sure. would because yeah, yeah, I like leech onto him and I didn't yeah. want him to get up. And then I did a crucifix. Oh, you did so, a crucifix? So I trapped his, okay. his uh, one of his arms. I trapped one of his arms with my leg and then the other one with my hand. Yep. And oh, I started shit. hammer fisting oh. the shit out of him. Damn. And what happened was the bone on your wrist. I was hitting him so hard that it busted the bridge of his nose. Shit. And in the smokers, like as soon as there's blood, it's over. Oh, because fuck. they don't have, like I said, it's unorganized. So they yeah. don't have like fucking paramedics and EMTs and shit like that. So they, oh, it's over, right? Yeah. So I'm talking to the guy in the back and he's like... We're just chopping it up because we just fought. That's usually how it works. And then he's telling me like, uh, oh, I did four years of high school and two years of college wrestling. Oh, and shit. I was like, oh, shit. No wonder why I couldn't take you down. He was like, yeah. yeah. And then he even asked me like, um, you seem like you didn't know any striking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, seemed like you didn't know how to punch or nothing. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, no, because all I've ever done is jujitsu. He's actually the guy till this day that I tell people because he's the one who told me like, bro, you don't know, like, what's going to happen? Like, you, you have to, to start him? from striking. Like, uh, what if that makes sense. what if something gets hurt or something and all you have is striking or, or like me, I'm a better wrestler than you? Because mm. he didn't give up. The guy didn't tap out. He just stopped the fight because of the fact that there was the blood. 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 Yeah. Like, I don't know what would have happened if the bell would have rung and the second round came out. That's, That's true. Yeah, so that, point. so I, you know, I took so that in. So that was in. all in the first round then? Just yeah, that was in the first round. Okay. So I took that in and I told him, man, you know what, you're right. And then that's when I, I was at a different school from Millennia. Mm -hmm. I was at a school for, uh, that was, was supposed to be for striking, but they put me in two smokers and I won with uh, jujitsu. And that's oh. what I learned from Millennia. Yeah. So I found out Millennia had William Stripey and I went over there and started learning Muay Thai from him. And then yeah. that's kind of how like the whole thing evolved. Yeah. Like with the whole actual, like me learning striking, I fell in love with Muay Thai. What do you think is like, uh, if somebody like, say you're trying to train your, your son, you know, four or five years old, whatever, like mm -hmm. the first martial art that they should learn, what do you think is the best one they should start with? I always say the two. There's two. Everybody who comes up to me asks me, what should my kids start with? I always say two. Boxing, wrestling. Boxing, wrestling? Mm -hmm. 100%. Okay. And it's weird to say because I know jujitsu and Muay Thai. <laughs> so I agree with the wrestling, but what about yeah. Muay Thai instead of boxing, though? No, I, 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 this is my opinion. My opinion, the reason why I say boxing is because of footwork head movement and you know how to punch very well without pivoting mm -hmm. you learn without how to use pivoting. your torso yeah oh shit muay thai oh, just, just okay. muay thai yeah, why yes. are you learning muay thai to Kicks, learn how to kick yeah. knee and elbow yeah, that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. but guess what when you know how to properly twist your torso you know how much more effective your elbows are going to be mm -hmm. when you're on the ground mm -hmm. you know how to whack you know yeah. turn turn into your your torso because mm -hmm. it's not like you can pivot when you're on the on top of somebody yeah so you actually learn how to how to use your torso like very yeah. well. That's why I started okay. going back to uh, boxing at Eric Garcia's in Upland because yeah. that's why he was very like he's an amazing coach. And and uh, he was really starting to like make me feel better about boxing, mm -hmm. you know. But unfortunately, the my schedule here conflicted with our schedule mm -hmm. over there. I do want to try to go back. I'll probably do some privates with him or something because yeah, he's. 
man, he was fixing me like every single time I went there. Yeah. Even just footwork, back and forth, back and forth, head movement, everything. Like it was amazing. And that's why I love boxing. Yeah. But I've always done Muay Thai all my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so I always tell people boxing, wrestling. Boxing, wrestling. Because why boxing is a great transition when you start learning Muay Thai. Because if you're going to be an MMA fighter, Mm. if you're going to be an MMA fighter, you have to remember, you're not going to stand in a Muay Thai stance. So if you learn Muay Thai first, you're going to create a Muay Thai squared stance. Yeah. Right. Where I'd rather have a boxing stance but have a wrestling background because mm-hmm. I can shoot whichever side I need to. Right. And, and then, defend, re- defend yeah. shots, and then right? wrestling yeah. is a way better transition to, into jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. That makes Not sense. Not jiu-jitsu yeah, that, into wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. You know? Jiu-jitsu, I, I, <clears throat> jiu-jitsu is not a good transition into wrestling because when jiu-jitsu, when people start in jiu-jitsu, they care more about moving up in belts. No, oh, that makes sense. That makes so they do like the whole stripe, like, yeah. stripe, white belt, blue belt, stripe, stripe, purple belt, stripe, stripe. And then they're like, oh, shit, I'm getting dominated by wrestlers. Yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. I know people that go to they grappling. Don't, they don't understand the top position, nothing like that. Right, right? and yeah. I, I go to the, the grappling tournaments, and you'll see, like, just people getting smashed. White belts, blue belts are getting smashed by who? By wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. They don't even know shit. As and it far goes as, down like, to, like, more strength, right? They have the, They have way more strength. Yeah, man, I was just telling this to somebody last week. I was just telling them. It's crazy how that's why I like my gym, because we do strength conditioning on jujitsu night. I'll even set up a circuit for strength for jujitsu, because as a jujitsu practitioner, what will happen is white belts are only concerned about learning more skills, learning more technique. They want to get their second stripe, their third stripe. They want to get their blue belt. Then as a blue belt, they want to go to a purple belt. So they'll roll mat. Mat time, mat time, mat time. They don't even work out. Damn. So but then guess the what happens? Purple belt. Now they're a purple belt. Now here comes the wrestler. Yep. White belt. Why can't he do <laughs> nothing to him? You got to remember, wrestlers yeah. do strength and conditioning. Yep. They're strong as hell. Strong yeah, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can be a purple belt, but why can't you execute the technique or the submission? Because they're stronger than you. Well, then so, the purple yeah. belt says, I need to work out. You know how many people I've went against? <laughs> oh, yeah. How many people I went against that were brown belts? Even black belts have gone, oh, man, dude, you're so strong. You're so strong, man. Yeah. I can't do nothing to you. Look how big you are. You look how, I'm like, no, nah, that's. Well, sometimes jujitsu guys are like skinnier and then the wrestling guys are like They're beefy, more solid, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So but that that's, makes sense. But that's why I tell people like, when people ask me to this day about weight and all that stuff, discrepancies and things like that, mm-hmm. that's why I say that about heavyweights. I just had this conversation the other day, like heavyweights. It's all about heavyweights. If you think about boxing, Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet. Why? Because he was the boxing heavyweight champion. In other words, put him against uh, Floyd Mayweather, right? Floyd Mayweather's weight, he's the best boxer, but put him against Mike Tyson at his weight. Who do you think would win? It would be Mike Tyson because he will knock him out in one shot. It just needs one shot out of 12 rounds. He just needs one hit. He's that's not, what makes him more dangerous. That. Yeah, that's what makes him good, more dangerous. But he's not avoiding Mike Tyson. Like, even right. though like Floyd may be having that better defense and all that, it it's won't just, matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter. The power that he has, yep. he just needs one opening to drop him in the body or yep. drop him up top. Yep. So then you think of Daniel Cormier, DC and UFC. Well, what about him versus? Mighty uh, and Yeah, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Uh, the one fifty five or one forty five, yeah. whatever belt it is, it's the same skill set. But one is stronger Strong. and heavier. Yep. 
So he's the baddest man on the planet. John Jones is right now the baddest man on the planet yep. because Jones he can sure. beat anybody underneath his weight class because right. he has the same skill set and he's yeah. the best at what he does. That so sense. that's what it means. That's why I say like I like being big, I like being strong, but I like having the skill set. However, you need to maintain the stamina and the conditioning in order to do that. And the speed, right? You think the speed, right. the agility, you, and, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So did it take? Did it take you getting humbled by like a wrestler or something to like oh, yeah. find that out? Oh yeah. Yeah. When I went <laughs> with uh, before the casino fight, my first casino fight, I went with Dave Cryer to uh, the Mount Sac wrestling camp mm. and uh it was funny because he got pissed off at me because i walked in and i walked in with my tap out stuff i was really big in, <laughs> i was really big into tap out yeah, yeah back then yeah, yeah i used yeah, to go yeah. to the warehouse and get all their stuff right and i had like my tap out bag i had the tap out <laughs> jumpsuit so i walk in right, and it was like right. a scene in a movie and he like was like why the fuck are you wearing all that shit oh shit. and i'm like what do you mean i'm like i thought we were training he's like yeah man i had my cup on everything damn and these guys I'm looking around and I'm like, these guys are in basketball shorts and a white t-shirt. Uh, no cup, no nothing. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. what the hell? Like, I'm about to fuck all them over. Yeah, real, and I'm like, like, damn, right? So I'm like, okay. This is my competition? Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, like, let's do this, right? They already knew we were MMA guys, so that was already a, a not a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So they put me up against some guys, right? They're like handling me. I think my worst one was... Uh, the Asian guy who was the coach for Mount Sac at that time, he was like an older Asian guy that everybody knows. I don't remember his name, but he put me up against this kid and he was 19 years old. And I think I outweighed him by like 35 pounds. Damn. So I'm thinking like, I'm not about to just bear hug this guy and just <laughs> drop him, pick him up, right? Yeah. Man, we lock up and I literally go to bear hug him like I just said I was going to do. Yeah. Tell me why he goes under and he hip tosses the oh, hell out of me. Shit. He hip tossed me yeah. so hard. All I remember was seeing upside down and whack, boom. Oh, Your legs were like pointing I at the was sky, like, right? what the hell just happened? And then the, the coach comes and he's like, are you okay? And then it's, it was like a joke, right? Of course, I'm the joke. So they end up telling me that he's like a, a whatever second degree black belt in judo. Oh, judo? Uh, okay. and I'm like, no that wonder why sense. he didn't care. I was wondering why was it so easy for yeah. me to grab him? And he's like, that's like, what I wanted let you me, to do. Yeah, yeah, like he let me so he can get the underhook and he just hip tossed the shit out of me. Oh, shit. But yeah, but that day was horrible. The next couple of days we went, yeah, they were fucking dumping us on our heads. Damn. But we gained the respect. Obviously, how, how else do you gain respect, right? You gain the respect by getting your ass beat and keep coming forward, right? So yes. we just kept going and going. And then guess what happens? Then they start showing. Damn. Then the guy started saying like, like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, you're a tough motherfucker. Okay. This guy's not giving up. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you have coming up? Oh, I got to fight at the casino. All right, cool. What do you want to work on? I just want to work on defense. Like, I just want to be able to defend takedown. So I'm a striker. I just want to beat someone up. Okay, cool. This is what you do. Sprawl your hips, land on your hip, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. And then they were like, they respected us as far as, hey, they're still coming back. Yeah. Uh, Dave Cryer obviously kept going. He was became a beast in wrestling, uh, but that's how it works. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But so that's how, what I mean. You got to do everything. Yeah. So how many like amateur fights did you have? I ended up doing six of the smokers, uh -huh. and then I did two of the casino fights. I fought at. It was called Apocalypse Fights. It was mm. a Spotlight Twenty Nine Casino. I did two of those. I won the first one. Yeah. And then I lost the second one. Oh damn. The second one kind of sucked because. The first one, I knew I was fighting. Um, it was August, and the guy wanted to do a catch weight at 180. Mm. 
but I knew like four months in advance, millennia, like we already knew. Yeah. So I, I mean, I weight cut, I diet, Mm. I was clean. I mean, I hit 180. That was the first time I hit 180 like that. Perfect. Yeah. And then I was not supposed to fight October Mm. on the second card. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I did like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else back in the day, they know this. (laughs) Took the two weeks off, started eating, grubbed up. I ended up being like, I don't know, I was like 205 walking around. I was walking around 205, just going to training like normal. I'm not getting ready. I actually thought in my head, I probably won't fight until probably January of the following year then. That was like in my head, like, I'm just going to train, train, learn more, and then fight like in January next year. Right. And then we got a phone call and they said, do you want to fight the October card? And I'm like, but I thought I wasn't supposed to do that. So they were like, we got a guy from Riverside Submission that, that wants to do 185. I accepted it, which was probably the worst thing to do. Right, right. But then my coach was like, how much do you weigh? I get on the scale. Mind you, this is two days prior to weigh-ins. Two days oh, prior shit. to weigh-ins. Yep. I was 206. Two Fuck. days prior to weigh-ins. You had to get down to 180? 180, and I had to get down to 186. 186. Damn, because there was a one-pound leeway. So... Mm. He was just like, do you think you could do it? And I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure I do it. But you might, <laughs> but remember, yeah, I, I'm not educated in the sense of like weight cuts, uh, yeah. what it does to your body. I'm not educated in that. I just knew, can I drop the weight? Yes, because I knew I overate. I knew I was big because I ate food. You know, I just did 180. Yeah. So I went to Stater Brothers. I got a bottle of uh, distilled water, a gallon. Because distilled water doesn't stay in your system. Oh, shit. Right? It's not like purified and drinking water. You just piss it right out. Mm. That's what they use like for irons and stuff like that when you iron your clothes. Oh, okay. So I drank that the next day. I went. I trained. I wore my sauna suit. We had a relationship with, uh, at that time, it was called Bally's in Rancho. Mm. Uh, Millennia did. So I would go use their sauna. I did intervals for like three hours. Damn. Three hours of uh, sauna into the jacuzzi. Sauna into the jacuzzi. Sauna into the jacuzzi. <laughs> Um, the next day, same thing. I was working at a warehouse, uh, because I wanted to fight. So I left my job and I worked at, I worked at a regular, uh, seven to three thirty warehouse job where I clock in and clock out. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, the day before though, the day of the weigh-ins, we had a, you know, like the thing that weighs the pallets. Oh yeah. Like yeah, you yeah, drop yeah. the pallets yeah. on the, the scale. scale. And the big old scale. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Everyone knew I fought. So I used the scale. Oh, right, right. And I was like, now we have that. Yeah. yeah I was like a hundred and what was it? 189 yeah. the morning of weigh-ins. Oh Because I still went to work. And you had a full-time job, like you said. I had right? a full-time, full-time job. job. Yeah. So I was like, one eight. Oh, that's I'm tough, like, man. That's I'm a tough like, balance, right? There. I can't I can't eat nothing or drink nothing. So yeah. I didn't eat nothing. I didn't drink nothing. I did the wrestling thing where you take a water bottle, you throw it out, and all you do is spit in the water bottle yep. the whole day. So at that time, my my girl was like, we had to drive to Indio because that's where Spotlight 29 Casino is. Mm. So I had a 2000 uh, SI, Honda Civic SI. I wore my sauna suit. Nice. I put the hoodie and the sweatpants on. And I told her, I'm sorry. She suffered. <laughs> she suffered because I had the windows rolled up with the heater. 
Oh, that's like a three-hour drive. What the fuck? I mean, she had mascara coming down like she's been crying. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Like it was super (laughs) bad. But then we got there. Yeah, that's tough. But the thing was, was when we got there to the parking lot, I saw people running to lose weight, and I said, "That's what I don't want to be doing. Yeah, I don't want to be exerting my leg energy running around. Your legs get tired. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got out, I. I, you know, let out the water weight yeah. and it was like, you know, Damn. I took off everything and That's tough. I got into my shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like wiping myself off. And then I go to go do the weigh-ins. The guy puts me on the scale and then he's like, uh, go ahead and jump on the scale. Mind you, it's a 186, right? It's a one pound yeah. leeway. I'm not even kidding you. I weighed, uh, what was it? 186.2 or 0.3 or something Damn. like that. Yeah. I think he saw it in my face. That oh. I was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like looking like I was dead. Like you better Damn. pass me, bro. So like, the guy oh. at the bottom with the clipboard was like, "What's the weight?" And he oh. looks at me. He looks at the guy. And he goes, "186 <laughs> even." Fuck. I just look yeah. at him and I was like, "Thank you so Damn. much, man." Fuck I jumped yeah. off the scale right away. I was like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> and he was like, "Go over there. There's at the table. There's Pedialyte and cookies and He's all like, that." Like, start drinking. Like, start drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, he looked like shit. a crackhead right now. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that fight was the fight that I learned about oh, shit. what it does to your body. I got fucked the up. Weight cut. The bad yeah. weight cuts. So yeah. for people that are coming up, you know, you would say like, "Don't, don't do that." Yeah, don't try to take a. A fast fight. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Be smart. Well, and cut, be smart. cut like a, uh, you would say a certain amount. Yeah. Yeah. Cut, uh, but do it healthy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, man, okay. You have a three month. Like don't be 200 pounds and cut to 155. No. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I mean, I had a two day notice. Yeah. Like I should have, I should have just said no. I should have just said, ah, that's too much. Yeah. Like I see, I don't know what I would be doing right now. But because I stopped yeah. after that fight, I stopped. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think I you was stopped? like, this isn't worth it. Oh, okay. I was just upset. I was mad. And, you know, I had a lot of things going through my head. That makes sense. You know, I was like, I'm pissed off that I was even allowed to cut this much. I was mad because I did it to myself. Yeah. But I guess you never know, right? You know, but that's why this gym. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm big on my own fighters and my own guys and girls that I tell them, like, hey, how much do you want to fight at? Okay. Well, are you going to start clean eating right now? If not, I tell them, don't do it Mm -hmm. or do a bigger weight. Because I'm not going to allow that to happen because I know how I felt. I felt yeah. very, very discouraged. And I didn't want to fight after that. People say, like, a lot, a lot of these UFC fighters, they say the hardest part is the weight cut. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. That shit can yeah. drain you. And, and if you have a bad weight cut, then it it's can affect you. It can affect you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mentally, I it got fucked up. It affects your fights. Yeah, because you know? so, I got cracked. I did a flash knockout. You know, that guy cracked me. I woke up. And when I woke up, I was facing the front row, took out my mouthpiece. Damn. All I felt was him come on my neon belly and he cracked me one time without my mouthpiece and Larry Lamas jumped in and stopped it. Damn. And I didn't even know what happened. Then uh, Romy and all them came in and was like, I was like, what happened? And he's just like, yeah, you got cracked. I was like, oh shit. Fuck. That was actually the first time I met, um, uh, what's his name? Oh shit. <laughs> I'm going to screw up on this one. <laughs> the heavyweight guy from Pride. Heavyweight guy uh, from Pride? Don Fry? No, no, no. From Catch Wrestling. Catch wrestling. Oh man, what's his name? (sighs) He was like the number one at one point. He was like the number one heavyweight fighter. Oh shit! Saying just wrestling? Yeah, he was a catch uh, catch wrestler. Oh my gosh, that's gonna kill me. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember who it is. He was a white guy. He was famous. Catch wrestling. He made catch wrestling famous in uh, mixed martial arts. Oh, uh, uh, Bass Rutan. No, not Baz Ruin. No, 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 oh, not Baz Ruin. I was like, I got it. <laughs> yeah, no. I If I remember, I'll tell you. Yeah. I met him in the back, and he was like, hey, man, you got cracked pretty hard. I was like, yeah. 
he made me put my hands on my head like this. He went underneath me and he cracked my neck because uh, I couldn't move my neck. Oh, shit. So he cracked it and then he made me lay down and he popped my neck both sides. And then I was like, oh, damn. I was like, so he was like a part-time chiropractor. <laughs> well, I, was like, I was like, dude, he must have been knocked quite a few times. But no, and then he made me feel better. And I was like, oh, man, it tastes. And then he said his name. He was like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, I know who you are. Of course I know who you are. I thought you just forgot like after that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy though. He's like, I've been here the whole time. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah but so, it, it was wild. So that fight is like just, it made you like discouraged, like super discouraged. Yeah. It, it, it but things happen for a reason, you know? Yeah, like, I think you, that's You never a, know. Like, uh, I think, you know, just everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, know, wouldn't, you, you probably there. wouldn't have all this. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think too much of it because I, like, I think like that, like maybe the route would be different. Exactly. And, and I wouldn't have what I have now. Facts. Yeah, you went, you, you would have gone right instead of left, you know, like you yeah. never right. know. That's Correct. the thing. That's how life is. You know, you can, you can literally go out the street and instead of making a left turn, you make a right. right. turn. Your whole life is different. That's yeah. right. Facts. So that's, facts. that's exactly his name's, how it is. His name's Josh Barnett. Josh mm. Barnett. Okay. Okay. Josh Barnett. That was when I met Josh oh, Barnett. Oh shit. All right. Josh Barnett sure. was the one who cracked my neck and made me feel a hell of a lot better. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout, out, Shout to out to Josh Barnett, Barnett for sure. That's it was funny too because I met him later on. Yeah. I was at a show for my brother. My brother was on uh, Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. It was a TV series for uh, wrestling, pro oh, wrestling. Shit. And I went to the taping and uh, everyone was all like surrounding him because he was there in the audience. And he had the girls from Ultimate Fighter. I forget her name. Raquel. Raquel, oh, yeah. uh, I forgot her name. Pennington. Pennington. Raquel Pennington. Yeah. It was Josh Barnett and another one of the girls because they all trained together. And uh, me and my my dad, we sat in front of them, and I didn't know who it was behind us, but I saw people kept taking pictures with somebody, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then he was like, uh, one of the guys was like, "Hey, why are you here?" And he said, "Oh, I'm here to see my boy." I was like, oh, who's your boy? And he's like, "My my boy Reyes, Ricky Reyes," and that was my brother's stage name was Ricky oh. Reyes. And I turned around, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I saw it was Josh Barnett and Raquel Pennington and all them. And I was like, hey, you're here to see Reyes? He's like, yeah. I go, that's my brother. He goes, oh, no shit. He's like, yeah. And then I was like, I met you before. You cracked my neck. <laughs> it was funny. He's like, you cracked my neck. And I got fucking knocked out. And he was like, no shit. He's like, oh, you feel better? I'm like, yeah. Not from the knockout, but I feel better after you cracked my neck. What a reunion, right? Yeah, it was a reunion. I was like, All right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Crazy. Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. That's Josh it. Barnett. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. He's a cool that's guy. Dope. He's actually a really cool guy. So, is there anyone that you look? So, you never watched like fighting, like your even before you even started training? Yeah, I used to watch Pride. Oh, Pride. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that was the only thing I used to. I used to watch. That's why even like my tattoo on my leg is the Bushido because I used mm. to watch Pride and I watched like the Bushido series. Um, that's actually where I got it from. Oh damn, that's crazy. So. I, w- I wanted to ask you, like, so as of now, do you think, uh, like, who's your top five fighters right now in the UFC right now? You would say, oh, top that's current, that's active. Like, I'll, I'll say, say active. I'll yeah, say I'll say active because there's yeah. a lot of good ones right now. I mean, I would have to put John Jones, right? I would definitely put Charles Oliveira. Hell yeah, because he's amazing. Um, Islam, of course. Damn, you know, unfortunate. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> Islam. I would say yeah. Um, Damn, uh, you know, I, I have to say Adesanya, oh, just because sure, he's so sure. dominant. Yeah. Well, he's a I mean? counterfighter too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. and that's why I like his style. Yeah. Um, and then my fifth one, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's it's to a honest. tough one because uh, 
Oh, I would. Uh, so you wouldn't put Mighty Mouse? I think I would. Well, I mean, Mighty Mouse is he's not kind of retired, yeah. No, no, yeah. he's on oh, one. He's on one yeah. championship. Yeah. Mighty Mouse I would say would be, Alex Volkanovski, yeah. bro. Yeah. He has to be. Yeah, you know what? Volkan- I, I give a lot of props to Volkanovski. I was going to say that, too. He's a fucking beast, man. And I, honestly, yeah. I think he beat Islam. I think so, too. Yeah, I think for sure. Think oh, yeah. I think I the only that. reason why he didn't get it was I think he let himself not get it. Because if you watch that fight, he messed around a lot. The talking, right? Yeah, like that, got, yeah like, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Like joking that, around, looking that at the camera. That kind of pissed me off too. Yeah. Like and going, like go, bro, like just <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, don't. Why yeah. are you like doing that? Like I just, think if he would have like actually, I, but took I, it more but serious. I think he knows it. Yeah, I think he knows. It. I think that's why he wants to fight again. He wants okay. a rematch, and I hope they do. I'm ready for that. He'll yeah, win. Yeah, he'll win. Yeah, I don't even think honestly. I don't even think Islam would want that. Would want the rematch, right? Because he's already calling out Leon Edwards, Kobe. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Honestly, if Islam's smart. Fuck Volkanovski. <laughs> so that's like a really unbiased like answer because you know you put Islam on top of Volkanovski. Yeah. So well, Islam is fighting Charles too. Like yeah. you, you had yeah. Charles up there. Yeah. Yeah. I like Charles. So, like even Charles Oliveira. I don't know what happened with him on that fight because saying, I don't. I don't like, know why. Me. I wasn't in there. Yeah, because I don't know how he got choked out with a head and arm choke. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it looked like he didn't even try to escape. And it was like an instant tap. It was right away. Yeah. It was quick. That's what I'm saying. Like he 14 times. They it was very it. weird. <laughs> he started yeah. going crazy. Like, like, that, that was a weird fight because I was like, no way. You did yeah. not just get tapped by a head and arm choke. Like, he didn't even go to defend the head and arm. Yeah. He just was like, like you uh, said, he just instantly. instantly it was yeah. wild. It was wild. It yeah. was crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know if he said, fuck it, I'll get him back. So the rematch then, like, who do you The rematch, have? I'm going to go for Charles Oliveira. Yeah, I'm going to get Charles, too. Same. Yeah. I, I, I think for sure, <laughs> Charles Oliveira, because I think he'll come back stronger. Yeah, and I think I mean, he you knows. Saw, you saw what he did to uh, uh, what's his name, yeah, uh, Benio. He's a beast, Darius. dude. Yeah. I've always he, liked Oliveira. He like, destroyed for a long him. Time. Like, he it's crazy though, right? Him. Like in the beginning, like he could not take hits. Like mm, no. it's crazy. Yeah, but now it's like yeah. he needs to get knocked down <laughs> for to him to like activate. Yeah, like once you see him like go like that, it's like it's over, bro. Like people go, oh no, and I'm like, oh, he's just getting Oh yeah, wait, he's gonna get, he's gonna get it right now. And sure enough, he does. Because even Cause nobody his, wants to go down and like yeah. Because even on his him. back, he's like he's good. He's like yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And then the way he pops up is just so unreal. Just he doesn't need to like get up a certain way. He literally will get up with his legs. Yeah, and that's that's pretty crazy. I like it. I like the way he bounces his leg like yeah. all the time. Yeah. you know, and he just moves forward. He's sharp too. He's yeah. sharp. His striking the is teeps, very sharp. The teeps, the striking. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Islam, you know he's he's calling out. Uh, 170, uh, Leon Edwards versus Kobe. Yeah. Do you think yep. he could win that? Yeah. I think so. Too. For sure. Yeah, I think so too. I don't <laughs> think Leon, obviously, Leon has no wrestling. He's yeah. been working it. Um, but to say like uh, Usman had better wrestling than him. Yeah. And you're going to go against someone like Islam with the wrestling. I don't care about the weight discrepancy. No. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think that would. I think that would just be like Islam nonstop shooting, exactly. shooting, taking him down, pressure, punching, shooting, taking him down, pressure. And Leon, he yeah. cannot come on. He dies yeah. out. He'll crumble. He dies he'll out crumble. in an all striking match. Bad, yeah. He'll crumble. Yeah. Yeah, he'll crumble. In an all striking match, he gets tired. That's so the imagine thing, that. That's the thing, too, though. So say Kobe wins that. So it might be mm. Kobe versus Islam. If it's now, that. I think a, that would question. be a fun fight yeah, to yeah, watch. That's a good question. Just yeah, because, I mean, Kobe does have uh, good wrestling. Yep. So I think that would be a way better matchup would be Kobe and, and, and Islam. I don't think Leon. Yeah. I mean, Islam would want it because it would praise, make him way higher up. Yeah. Because he would destroy him. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like, look, you see? Yeah, facts. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, but no, you put somebody against him like with Kobe where he can, A, go ahead and try to take me down. I'm not worried about it. See, the problem with Leon is that he's going to fight with the mentality 
of defending takedowns. Defending right. takedowns. Where Kobe is going to be like, let's go. Yeah, try it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even, I mean, even Charles Oliveira, he had that mentality. That's why he was striking. Yeah. Because even Oliveira said, I'm better than him on the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was like, whatever. Well, it Charles is. was doing like a jumpy knee and all that. He yeah, didn't he, care, didn't care. he didn't yeah. care about it. Yeah. And when you're comfortable like that, I mean, look at Habib, right? Yes. Habib did not care. He was striking, throwing strikes like that, throwing jumping Crazy knees. Because yeah. he didn't care. Like, you're going to take knee down? <laughs> Facts. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, good luck, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. If you were that good at wrestling... Like, yeah. look at GSP. He's a good example of when he get later in his career, when he became, like, one of the best wrestlers in the UFC, he had no problem standing, yep. ground, right. it didn't matter. Yep. Yeah. Did you know that uh, GSP versus Khabib was going to happen? Like, supposed to happen? Yeah, with the grappling? Yeah. Not even, or, no, on no, UFC. Oh, you mean, like, yeah, yeah I know that, uh, I remember when GSP called him out. Yeah. But then he retired. Yeah. Uh, but I know that they're talking right now about the grappling. Yeah, mm. I heard about that some yeah. sort of grappling match at on least, one, like at least yeah. some sort of grappling match on the whole fight UFC fight pass on yeah. the one grappling. What yeah, would you, well, who would you have had if it happened back then, like uh, GSP versus Khabib? Khabib, Khabib, really? Yeah, Khabib. Khabib is honestly Khabib's unstoppable. Yeah. So? I don't think That's there's anybody in the UFC even right now. That would have been able to stop Habib. Give him John yeah. Jones. No. <laughs> yeah, you would almost have to go to like a weight discrepancy. Right, right. right. To no, say no. like, no, this is too That's much. Crazy. Because That's crazy though. Habib's like um pressure, like they say. I mean, yeah, even he, I mean, let's be honest. DC even says that. DC well, says Well, DC, I think he's a little bit biased though, because he he's Yeah, no, and I, and I get that. But what I'm saying is that him training with him. He oh, even he admits it. that he, he would strong. give him a hard yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to understand, DC is, is an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, he's an Olympic yeah. wrestler. So come sure. on. Yeah. It, yeah. We're not even talking about MMA no more. We're yeah. talking about what he Rest. does. Yeah. So you're talking about wrestling against wrestling. He's saying he gave him a hard time. Yeah. So imagine an MMA. Yeah. There's people that are good wrestlers in MMA but never wrestled. So, okay, so let me ask you this then. When Khabib fought McGregor, you don't think McGregor was defending the takedowns? Hell well? No, like McGregor, not even in the third round. McGregor, not even in the got third round. Killed. No, of course he did. No, yeah, he but like not he was defending some takedowns. You know he, what? McGregor gave up. You think so? I think so too. Yeah, but you what about to, the third round though? You have to remember too, like Khabib, right? His goal was to smash him. So smash. yeah, <laughs> smash. <laughs> so what happened is, I think that I. This is my opinion. The game plan was to make him so tired. Which is what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McGregor, like, basically to get so tired that he gives up mentally. Mm. And I think letting him get back up and coming back down and getting back up, that's tiring. Oh, for if sure. you smash yeah. him and collapse him and hold him down and not let him get up, that's not as tiring. But then you let him get up. But if you allow him, him to down. work and get up, you have to know how tiring that is. And then take him back down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then let him get back up and then take him back down. That's yep. a good reasoning right there. That's yeah. a mental... That's like mental destruction. So I, I think that's what like the game plan was it could be because he wanted to like pretty much just beat him, beat Damn. him and make him give up. And I think he did. I think he gave up. McGregor looked like he just was like. So you think that then Khabib kind of let him get up, get up. Yeah. Get, take him down. Yeah. Because up, you're talking about down. you're telling me that McGregor had good wrestling defense against Khabib. I think he has good wrestling defense, though. I, I, I really so. do. No. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So. I feel like he does, but. I, I think it was. But more why of would that. he? Why would he want to strike with like someone like Connor? Like in the third round, at least. That well, was his best he round. dropped Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, remember that he did, dropped. Yeah, him. yeah, he did. So he also wanted that approval. Was a good hit. Yeah, he <laughs> also wanted approval point, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. 
Like, and I think that's what it was. Was yeah. I think I think Habib was out to prove a point. Yeah. Because McGregor talked so much shit about him. Oh yeah, that yeah, one sure. was crazy. that I think it was too personal. And oh, even Habib yeah. says that it was he took it so personal that he even talked about how if he would have fought him again, it would have been a different fight. Because he actually did let his emotions take the fight. That's right. And nobody ever like got to him like no, that. No, nobody. You know? Well, look at even Nate Diaz said that. When they asked oh, Nate yeah. Diaz about, has anybody ever got to you like that? That's right. He said the only person was Conor McGregor. Was Conor. Because yeah. Conor McGregor is the only person to be in front of him in the octagon talking shit. Facts. Yeah. And that's crazy because most people don't, you know, because yeah. Nate Diaz, they talk shit in the beginning because he's talking shit. But then as soon as they start fighting, then... That everyone shuts They're up. They're quiet. Yeah. And speaking yeah. about that, then what do you what what do you think about like the the state of boxing? I get it's a separate you know separate mm-hmm. part of boxing, but this YouTuber Jake Paul versus all these MMA fighters, <laughs> Jake like, Paul versus Nate Diaz <laughs> that just fought. What do you think about that? What's going on? Like, what's I don't your think opinion? it's. I mean, it, it, when you're talking about the actual sport of boxing, it's horrible. Uh huh. Um, you know, I'm not mad at the real boxers that are upset because. These guys are taking their art serious where they're like, hey, man, I've been boxing since I was six years old and I don't even make that kind of money. True. You know, uh-huh. and, and yeah, what and what sense. are we basing money off of? Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So but but then on the flip side, I'm not mad at Jake Paul because he's doing what he has to do to make that money. Get mad at him all he wants, but he's doing what you chose not to do. Yeah. And he's actually taking it serious. You know, he's not just like... He is because he yeah. needs to because he knows that he wants to prove a point. Yeah. Now, right. now people are not going to watch him unless he starts proving points. Yeah. Well, for sure. And then he he's, all, he's just finding retired fighters. Yeah. You know? And then he, yeah. honestly, he doesn't really need to because he was he's already rich. He's so, rich. Yeah. yeah he's a millionaire right before so, even he started yeah. boxing. But know? I think like when it comes to boxing, uh-huh. it sucks because there's real boxers that dedicate their lives to the actual sport. You know, like I'm a big... Uh, like, I, I like Jaime Mugia, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Mm. I like Benavides. I like yeah. real boxers that are, like, really into boxing. Yeah. Um, and not, like, the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. But those guys are, like, hardcore boxers. You know, yeah. I don't even like, like, Ryan Garcia. I don't like him mm. at all. But uh, What about Geronta? I love Davis. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Davis is, he's that six-year-old. He's a guy that's been fighting since six years old. Yeah. You can't discredit his boxing. And he does everything he says he's going to do. You know, like Ryan Garcia. I don't even know how people thought Ryan Garcia was going to win. Really? I, have <laughs> I no thought he had idea. a chance. I, I'm not going to lie I was, to you. I knew he was the underdog, but I was still going I had him. no That's idea. That's his cousin. Yeah. His cousin. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused when people were telling me, like, like, do you think he has a chance? Like, no. But why? But he's like, no. He has a left hook. That's yeah. it. He has that's a left he, shot. Honestly, what are you guys that's talking all he about? Did too, that was a whole fight that like, he had. <laughs> you have to understand, like, Davis went against Cruz and all these people that have so many different weapons in their arsenal yeah. that they could have attacked him with, and they did. And he still f- had the fight IQ to finish them. So you're talking about him, you're talking about him worried about one shot. Yeah. The left and, right. and he and he countered that shit. You know, because Jer- I mean, he uh, knew, bro. Ryan he was knew. throwing yeah. that shit like three, four times in a row, and then he just yeah. cracked him. And it was true. Like, Javante Davis kept telling people, I've been boxing since I was six. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, like you're actually thinking that this guy's gonna come in and outsmart me in boxing, and it's like, yeah, you you have to understand, it's built in him to be a boxer, like Mayweather and all these guys. Like it's who they are. Their boxing is like them walking down the street. Everything is a, is a muscle memory. You it's know, what regular I mean? to them. Yeah, yeah. It's just regular. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I could say about Ryan Garcia was, I mean, don't get me wrong, Ryan Garcia is actually good. Yeah. But he would have been a hell of a lot better if he never left Canelo. 
Oh yeah, for sure. For I think sure. Canelo. A lot of people say that shit. They yeah. would have helped him evolve as a boxer. Yeah. To win Oscar, a fight. Yeah, Oscar, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you think about him like switching back to or now to uh, Errol Spence Jr.'s uh, campsite? Do you think that's going to be helpful? Because I know his footwork is that's what his you know what sucks. His defense, you, know, yeah. like, you know what sucks. Uh, some people asked me that was that once you start hopping gyms and coaches. Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? Yeah, that makes Whose sense. style are you adapting to? That's like the hard part is like you see all these people that are really good. They've been with their people since almost day, day one. one. Yeah. When you start hopping, now you're like, oh, you know, you're adjusting to this person, this person, that person. It's like, you know. It's kind of like you're starting all over in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty I, I look at like a, a, I used to like, well, because I'm Puerto Rican, but I used to like um, Rosavo, right? Mm. And then he goes to uh, Freddie Roach. He goes back and forth, and it's like, which style are you trying to adjust to? Now you're just losing. That makes sense. You know what I mean? You're not even winning no more. You're just losing. And you're just thinking, well, well, Freddie Roach is a well-known boxing coach, so I'm going to go back and forth. And it's like, no, you can't. You know what I mean? What are you learning from him now? Nothing. You know, that's why I say, like, Javante Davis, who's he changed to? Nobody. He just changed a promoter. Yeah. Right? He was with Mayweather Mayweather? for so long. But Mayweather was a money. He was the yeah, money person. Yeah. But his actual coach has been his coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Garcia, he's like hopping from one to the next to the next to the next. Yeah, he should have stayed with Canelo for sure. He should have stayed there I, because yeah. they're hardcore boxers. I think it was yeah. honestly because like Oscar De La Oya. And even like, Canelo called him beef. out too. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And I get that. And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> De La Hoya, he's a money guy. Yeah. It's oh, like you guy, can't yeah, blame yeah, him for being that. Mr. Money. Like yeah. look at his girlfriend and everything. You know yeah. what I mean? She's made of money. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? This guy, yeah. I went to the, what is it? The bed of, uh, no, Benavides I went to the, yeah. No, I went Caleb. to the, uh, uh, well, I went to the plant in Benavides fight. Yeah. I went to the Mungia oh. fight oh, okay. uh, that just happened. With and the, uh, Oscar was there. And it was like, dude, that fool's just all about his money. Shh. He's just all about his money. I, be, the, I think people, I think a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are starting. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, like, oh, yeah. especially now he's trying to sue Ryan like, yeah, for leaving. Like, what yeah. the fuck? It's like, on, that's man. how you know it's about money. That's they screwed that kid that's over, yeah. man. They left that guy out in the dirt. When, yeah. After that fight, that post conference, that oh, was sad, They weren't even there. They weren't even there for Yeah, that was jacked up. Oscar Deloitte was trying to say, oh, I got death threats and all this stuff. stupid. It's like, come on, dude. What are they going to do much money? Yeah, you have so much money, you have security. Yeah. How about your security around? But you guys left freaking Garcia there like, crickets yeah like you know where's your whole camp and davis is over there with his whole entire camp yeah. even his trainer told him huh yeah they went like to hey talk man to him, come like, over with us man yeah. we'll hook you up that's we'll help right. you out yeah and it wasn't a low blow some people were saying like oh that's a low blow it's not no it's not they actually felt for him like yeah damn, that's fucked up because yeah, he's that, a young yeah, kid and they were looking at him like man you deserve better than that you're you're a, a name you know yep. you could do a lot better than what you're getting yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. who's your top boxer right now like that's active uh Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I love Virgil Ortiz Jr. Oh, yeah. And uh, Benavides is pretty badass. Um, Jaime Mugia had a tough fight, the last one. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> I was a little. Because that was like his first test, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, it, it kind of made me worried. Damn. But Virgil Ortiz is a real boxer. Mm-hmm. Like they say, out of the De La Hoya camp, like the whole golden boy, Garcia is like the... The poster boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But Virgil Ortiz is going to be the boxer. Yeah. So Virgil Ortiz is going to last longer as a boxer than Garcia. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But Virgil Ortiz badass. I can't wait for his fight. Yeah. But his he's badass. Benavides. Um, I think what is it? Canelo versus Charlo. Mm-hmm. That's coming up in September. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be an interesting fight to uh-huh. see who wins that one, and then hopefully whoever wins that one goes against Benavides. I'm hoping that too. Well, Canelo, I don't know if he's gonna fight Benavides, yeah, right? Because he's saying he doesn't want to fight Mexicans anymore. What do you think and about that? I'm like, that, that shit's ridiculous, bro. Because it's a Mexican sport. It's like, a Mexican sport. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's his biggest competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, like then yeah. come train in America and then fight yeah. a Mexican boxer. You know, exactly. Yeah. Become yeah. It doesn't matter. Fighting, it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. about. You know, and especially for uh, Canelo, like he wants the legacy side of it. Yeah, like, that's, that's what, what he's doing it for. So and I that's think tarnish his you legacy. have to do that in order to be like that person, right? Yeah. But I think uh, I'm 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 excited about Charlo and Canelo, Canelo because yeah. this be is dope. the first time you have in history two, two undisputed. undisputed. Right? That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Because these are the guys who own all the titles, and now they're fighting each other. Facts. You know? It's only four undisputed fighters. I've seen it. Uh, it's a uh, Canelo, your favorite fighter, David Haney, oh, Haney uh, yeah. Charlo, Haney. and then I uh, can't remember the last guy. There's another guy that's another undisputed oh, yeah. guy. But um, what do you think about the fight with Haney and Lomachenko? Ah, who, won that? who won it? Who won it? <laughs> Loma. Be honest. Loma. That's right. That's Loma what I'm talking that. about. You Loma see? won that one. That's what I'm talking about. Haney. I thought that shit too, man. You know what it is too, and Haney, Haney knew that. <laughs> Haney knows that. He knew that. That's why, like, man. But you know what? You know what though? I want, I want Haney to fight Shakur. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. saw them talking about it. Also, with Teofimo Lopez. I don't want. To, I don't want. No? The, I want Shakur. Shakur. I is hope the so. Fight for Haney. Shakur is up there on my list. Right and now. I think yeah, Haney man. is like scared of him. You, you think, think so? so? Yeah, oh, shit. Oh, I, I think so. <laughs> if you, I, I mean, do you really watch <clears> his fights? Who's Shakur? Shakur's fight. I haven't Shakur's, seen, I've only seen maybe like the last he one. Is, I mean, I know they've sparred too a lot. He's so. accurate. Like, yeah, he, he is, is so accurate. See, that's the guy I want to see him fight because he's super accurate. Like, Lomachenko, he's accurate, but his footwork is what makes him accurate, yeah. right? So, if, if his footwork doesn't work, it's a little bit all over the place. But Shakur is like, he's that guy. He's yeah. the guy. He's not about the footwork. He's all in one. Yeah. He lands his shots. He sets up shots. He has timing. He Everything is good. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing boxer. Like, I can't wait to see that one. Like, yeah. I, I hope that that's next. Yeah. You know, Haney what do you think Shakur. about, like, because right now, to me, I think boxing is making that comeback. Yeah. Because they're actually making fights happen now. Good like, fights, yeah. It's it's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. man, like, the UFC, you know, it, all the fights happen, like, no, no, no matter what. Because, you know, Dana's like, fuck, like, you're going to fight. He, he's good and, at, yeah. at that, making the good fights, you know? Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't wait. Yeah, so I'm just like, right now I feel so good that boxing is like coming back. It, yeah. yeah, Finally, because boxing yeah. would wait so long. And I think Ryan and Tank actually like kind of made that kind of happen. Yeah, because they yeah. did it. Well, it's a good thing too because mm-hmm. Tank, right? Yeah. It's like, don't wait till Tank is like three, four years older. Yeah. And then you have Garcia come in and like try to beat him. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was no. perfect timing. It yeah, was. no, it was, it was perfect timing. Even Charlo and Canelo. It's that, like, okay, now you guys step, are making right? the fights people want to see. And Facts. it's not... It's not a setup, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what Dana White does so well, yeah. is he gives the people what they want to see. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're going to fight no matter what. Yeah, like, Dana yeah. White has brought people from other organizations. Facts. Like, yep. hey, you guys want to see them fight? Look at Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. They created a fucking weight class for Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Just to get her there, yeah. and then Amanda Nunes became... She ended up being the you know, champion. That's the other thing, too. I don't think Amanda's a champ champ, for sure. Oh, really? Well, because... Nah. Let champion. me tell you, uh, see if you agree with me. I, I think I know why, what you're going to say, because 
uh, what is it, the 145? 145, yeah. Uh, mm. It's not really like a real weight division, no, right? Because no. there's no fighters It there. was created for yeah, Cyborg. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. there's not there's not even a roster right now. There's not no. even rankings no. on that. Who, who, so, did, who did she fight? 15 people. Who did she fight in that weight class? Nobody. No, but, she only they fought made Cyborg. It for Cyborg. She fought Cyborg. I think she fought uh, uh, Megan. Uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah. yeah. Who and is she? she destroyed her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She who fought her. She? Nobody. So I, I agree with that. Yeah, you because know, that, that's, a, that's you know, a good, uh, to have a real weight class, you have to have the top 15. Exactly. There's and then you have ranking. to climb the 15 yep. Yep. and then say, okay, now you're ready to fight this person. Yep. yep. That yep. Makes and sense. that's what I mean by like, I don't consider her a champ champ because they made the 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 title for her. So that she can fight Cyborg, which it worked, and they fought. And it did. Yeah, it worked. And, and but then look at Cyborg; she bounced. Okay, bye. Have a nice day. Yeah, I made my money. Now it. I'm gonna go to Bellator and be the champion over there, which yeah. she did. And she's fucking everybody. Yeah. Over there. yeah, that's what I'm saying. And now it's like now you have Amanda Nunez, who's like, I'm a champ, champ. Like, yeah. uh, you know what? You did not do what McGregor did. You did not right. do what right. Daniel Cormier DC. did. You did not yeah. do that because those were weight classes that were already established for years. Damn. And have real rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, those are real. Like, the top. I'm gonna tell you right now, DC is a real champ, champ. Uh, For sure. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, God, what's his name? Who? Henry. Oh, Henry, Henry Cejudo. So who? He's a real champ, champ. Yeah. Right, because those are all people that climbed the ladder, became yeah. the champion. He fought them because he's the best. The best. He's yep. the best out of the weight class, yeah. meaning they climbed up, fought the best in the world, and then became the champion. For sure. Cyborg, yes, you can say to everyone, Cyborg was the best. Yes, but how, how old is Cyborg and how long has she been fighting? Right. Yeah. She was not in her prime. She was not that person right now. Yeah. And that again, we're doing the same and she thing. She caught Amanda at like her peak almost. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, yeah. Like, there. it's the same thing like we did with Canelo and Mayweather. Mm. Right. Why did Canelo fight Mayweather? Yeah. Why? Yeah. For what reason? Because everyone wanted to see it was a moneymaker? Yes. That's what it was. Was Canelo ready to fight Mayweather? Absolutely not. Nope. Have Mayweather fight him right now. But then that'd be a different conversation, right? Because yeah. Mayweather's not the older. Age, yeah. But that's what I mean. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. That's why, in reality, should the fight have even happened? No. Yeah. But yeah. they did it yeah. for the fans to say, yeah. you know, Mexico and all this stuff, yeah. right? Mayweather was the hype. He always talks shit about Mexico and mm-hmm. the fighters. It's so black versus uh, Hispanics. Yeah. It's, yeah. Always that, like it's, it's always like, like that. that. That's what he did with De La Hoya. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that's what I'm saying. It was all like a setup. Yeah. But if it, in reality... Should they have fought? No, because they're two different uh, age brackets. You know, like, like when you're talking about much, prime, yeah. you know what I mean? That should have never happened. That now, if you put Canelo sense. at his prime right now at 30 years old, 31 years old against Mayweather at 31 years old and put them together, that would have been a badass yeah. fight. I agree with that. Yeah, it makes know, sense. I agree with that. Yeah, know? it's like they should have just left it to just comparing them, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like when people compare like Kobe versus MJ, like just compare it, I think just like that instead of like actually making right. that fight happen. Right. No, so, for sure. Yeah. So right now, I mean, Dana's going crazy this year, like with the fight cards. Uh the next one is uh Sugar Sean versus um Sterling. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling. Oh, so, yeah. so what do you think about that one? Because I don't know if you're a Sugar Sean fan or you're a Sterling fan. I'm a Sterling well, I'm not a Sterling fan and I'm not really a Sugar Shane fan. Yeah. But um Sterling will beat him for sure. Yeah. Just by just by the rest. I got I got Sugar Sean. I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's ready for it. Um, The wrestling though, you're saying, right? Yeah, because I think Sterling's gonna be the one that everybody hates. 
Yeah. Everyone's going to boo him. Which it's is going like, to be funny, like, right? He's going to be like the heel, even though he's mm-hmm. probably like the it's good like, guy. He's, he's going to get like booed the, during the fight because yeah. he's going to do the boring fight. Yeah. He's going to go in, he's going to take him down, and he's going to just stay like that. But I think he's going to try he's, and choke him out compared to like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Sanhagen fight that just happened. Yeah. That shit yeah. was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you know, yeah, there's yeah. There's a he, difference between wrestling and, and trying to... And he'll go for submissions. Yeah, 100% he will. But I know that that's what the fight's going to go into. Um, I just hope that uh, Sugar is uh, doing a bunch of wrestling takedown yeah. defenses because that's what the whole fight's going to be. It's going to be, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can't say like, oh, he's going to stand up striking. No, he's not. He's not stupid. He has a title. He's not. He's going to keep his title. Yeah. You can't get mad at somebody for sticking to a game plan that's going to help him keep the title. That's what, I, he was that's g- what I hate about a lot of people. You know, they, they get mad when people aren't going for like the highlights in a way. You know, yeah, like yeah, versus, yeah. versus like um, Izzy versus Cannoneer, yeah. they got pissed. Like, oh, it was a boring fight, but right. you know, he's there fighting tactical. Yeah, you know, it's up to the guy yeah. to win the belt. You, you know, know everybody says things like that, but yeah. it's like, oh man, get in there, facts, get in there, <laughs> go across the cage from someone, yeah. lock that door. That's yeah. what, yeah, and exactly. you're about to fight. Yeah. Then tell me what you end up doing. Exactly, exactly. You know how many people I've known in my career. And being in this industry that, I mean, I'm talking about in training, you're like, wow, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at the way they put it together. Yeah. Striking, takedowns, grappling, ground and pound. Ooh, I can't wait. And then you go watch them and it's like, what just happened? Who is that guy? <laughs> you know? yeah. Why did he hesitate? <laughs> Why didn't he do what he did in training? Like, there's so yep. many people that like that. It's normal. It's like some people, you know, it's nerves. It's everything. They don't yeah. have that. Yeah. Like there's so many people that are so talented in training. That's why I even tell some of the guys when we went to the uh, a lot of the events, they've seen it for themselves um, where they'll see people training outside, hitting the pads. And man, you know, pop, 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 pop. Just everything. Beautiful. Ooh, look at that guy. And then we watch them. Nope, they lose. Yeah. It's like they get, they're just like in shock. It's like those people that just become the sparring partner. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson th- said it. You know, he said that he used to get beat up by his own sparring partners. Yes. But when the light would be on them and they would fight, oh, they, would get, de- they would yeah, get yeah. destroyed. Yeah. So they can handle the spotlight. Yeah. Because you know? that takes a different person. Yeah. But that's why even still, you can have sparring partners that are very talented. They will help you get to a fight. They will help you get ready and prepared. But when they actually fight, you see it in the UFC. There's people that'll say like, um, oh, man, you know, Joe, you'll hear Joe Rogan say, man, I'm so excited to see this. This is he's part of X, X and X's uh, fight camp. And right. I've seen this guy train and then they yeah. lose. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then it's true. like, wait, what happened? It's like, well, not yeah, again. It's the nerves. It's the yeah. media. It's everything that goes with it. Yep. Just like in these little fights that we do, you can ask some of the guys and the girls mm-hmm. that fight. They get an adrenaline dump. That's true. All that yeah. stuff. They Damn. forget some of the things, and it's just like they get into shock. Damn. But that doesn't mean they're they're not good fighters because yeah. if you train with them, they'll give you the worst time of your life in there. <laughs> that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean by there's sometimes there's people that are like that that are very talented. Mm. You know, you go to gyms and you'll see like jujitsu uh, practitioners, and you'll be like, "This guy is amazing. He's a beast." You know, you'll even see. Some people come that are well-known and they get smashed by them. I remember at Millennia, we used to have people come from Pride and everything. They used to get smashed. Damn. And you'd be like, I can't believe that just happened. But put those same two people together in an MMA mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. in front of 60,000 people at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah. 
and that's different. what happens. Yeah. It's yeah. way different. That, that Japanese guy that got smashed when he came down to training will jack you up yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's used to that side and you're not. Yeah. You know, some it, people thrive crazy. in the spotlight. Some people exactly. like, yeah, exactly. Just like, they don't care you know, about it. Jake yeah. Ball, for example, you know, it's just with him. Like he likes that. He likes it. You know, yeah. like, yep. he loves it. He mm-hmm. loves the spotlight. Mm-hmm. He loves when people are watching them. So yeah, yeah I think some people and like his venues are huge. They right? are. So, so you better guy. be prepared to have that. You know. Yeah. I was reading about something about Jake Paul and uh, Logan, right? That they're uh, like talking they're shit talking that they want to fight each other. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't it's think a... it's gonna go down. I think it's just like they were the... talking shit because you know about it. Yeah, like um, pretty much Logan couldn't take Prime, the Prime drink, in there. I heard about that. So yeah. he got so mad at Jake. Like, oh, why did? You let this happen. But it makes like sense because uh, Jake, his sponsor is Celsius. Celsius yeah. So mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not going to let you take, you know, my my team told told you that you couldn't take that because of my promotion. You know, it's, it's yeah. Celsius. And then also like they have Lo- a contract. Lo- yeah. yeah. And Logan was saying, which I think this guy's fucking delusional as fuck. <laughs> uh, Logan was saying that. Oh, all these fighters are fighting you because you're the easier fight compared to me, and I nobody wants that. to fight me, and <laughs> so everyone is scared to fight me. That. And I'm like, bro, nobody wants to fight you because nobody cares to About fight you. Yeah, yeah right. nobody yeah. cares. Like Jake is the one that's actually being Pretty, consistent, yeah, putting yeah. in the work, even though he's fighting these retired MMA fighters. He's still he's still doing he's still it. doing yeah. it. And yeah, Jake. I mean, in Logan, in WWE, right? yeah, exactly. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. they look at him like, no, you went to WWE. You're yeah, not about like, yeah. You know, what are you doing? You know, and, and he said he told Jake, like, oh, the reason why you fought Nate was because I gave you that fight. And Jake was like, how did you give me that fight? Yeah. Who are you to even tell me you yeah, gave exactly. me that fight? And I, you know, I don't like Jake that much either way. Yeah. But uh, I agree with him 100 percent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's right. Facts. Like, who is this guy to tell him? Yeah. Like, he's not consistent. Yeah. The reason they don't want to fight you is because nobody cares, bro. Yeah. Like, nobody wants yeah, to fight Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's not active. And he's going to fight Dylan Dennis. You heard about I that? I've seen that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, now he's just trying to, like, get into the mix of it. I think but so, But Dylan too. versus Dylan? Like, Dylan is not even a striker. No. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Because, know? and then, see, like, things like that, you have to say, like, that's not going to get a lot of traction. Yeah, I don't think so. It, yeah, I don't think so either. It's I think for, maybe because the main fight will. KSI. It's because KSI Fury. is the main fight. He, he'll get the traction. Yeah. For sure. Like, KSI is so popular that whoever he fights, people want to see him. Yeah, it's like... He's, he's from, you know, he's from England, right? Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, uh, you know, like the Diaz fight. That's something that people were interested in. They yeah, want to sure. see that. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever this guy does, it's going to pop because... Of course. He's, like you said, he's being consistent. He's yeah. being active. He's already talking about, you know, oh, I want this next guy or I want a boxer. He wants Canelo in three years. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And look at people say that and they're like, you're crazy. But guess what? It's if he fights happen. him in three years, you yeah. know how much money he's going to make? Well, Canelo's yeah. going to be older too. You and Canelo will take it. Yeah. yeah Canelo so. will take it because of money. He's going to make a shitload of money. And then what are you going to say about him? Nothing except for yeah. he's filthy rich. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what he's doing. I, that's why yeah. I don't hate on him at all. Yeah. Like I, I get the whole toss up boxers and all that stuff, but. Man, at the end of the day, I'm like, he's doing, he's basically doing what McGregor did in boxing. But it's separate mm-hmm. to like the real boxing, you know, like it's, it's 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't have like, entertainment. I think the only real boxers that he has, like uh, Amanda Serrano. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. That was a good ass fucking boxer. She's man. badass. Like, yeah. She's an actual really good boxer. Fuck yeah. I think she just signed with uh, PFL, right? She did. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she just signed yep. with PFL, MMA which contract. will be interesting. Yeah. You know, but I, I actually do hope, which I'm sure everybody else wants to see, is the, uh, 
uh, Paul versus uh, Diaz in an MMA fight for the ten million. I would like. To oh see yeah, that fuck too. it. That'd People will want to see that because Paul actually has wrestling background. That's right. Yeah. And you can't discredit the fact that he actually has knockout power with boxing. True. Yeah. True. So yeah. you got to understand that it starts from stand up. And uh, you know Nate Diaz does not have takedowns. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't even bro. go for them. So that's just, the that's the that's thing. What I'm scared of. That's the like, funny thing that people are like, kind of like bypassing. It'd be different if Nate Diaz was like a wrestler. Yeah. That learned great jujitsu. He's not. Yeah. When like it goes be, to the ground, yeah. it's because they take it to the ground it, and it, he's it just comfortable ended up there. You know, like yeah. I don't even think like why in the hell would Paul even decide to take him down? Exactly. He, he would just no stay reason. wide out. Use his length and just yeah. box him with MMA gloves, gloves on. Gloves, you know? And I mean, imagine with front. I mean, come on, get real. He knocked out Tyron Woodley with boxing yeah. gloves. So imagine with wow. MMA gloves, he has knockout power. And he already yeah. knocked down Nate Diaz in the boxing fight. He so, did, yeah. yeah. So you have to understand, like he has the power to knock out Nate Diaz. Yeah. Nate Diaz will just go based off of jujitsu, but yeah, that's a. Then again, he you gotta get him. Down. He you gotta shoot. Yeah, that's you what I'm have saying. to like, attach yeah. to him. So people are like kind of delusional too, because they're like, "Oh, do it in MMA. It's a different story." But yeah, is it really? And I they, just, I only think if, if like, it'll, only if he doesn't get knocked out the same way he did it in boxing. Like if, if Jay gets tired yeah. and then uh, Jay tries to wrestle him just like yeah. Connor did, you know, then yeah. he he'll fucking choke your ass out, you know. And yeah. they have to understand till this day, Jake Paul has been uh, doing MMA. He's been training oh, yeah, this I whole seen, time. Yeah, so videos. even if he decides, hey, in six months, me and Diaz are going to fight, he's just going to prepare for all that stuff. He has some good kicks. Remember yeah. you've seen like, some, of the, some of the kicks? Yeah, he that's has. what I'm saying. He's, not a, he's not a, a couch potato, man. Like, he's not a YouTuber. A he YouTuber, takes it like, serious. Yeah, yeah, and he takes it serious. I think he takes it so serious because he wants to prove so many people wrong. Yeah. Because imagine if he fights Nate Diaz and then he beats his ass in MMA. What is that going to open up? Ten yeah. million dollars? Yeah. yeah. What is that going to open up? That's yeah. going to open up a whole other world mm-hmm. to where even Dana White's going to get pissed, and then he's going to start <laughs> calling out more UFC fighters and yeah. say, "You know what? Let's do MMA then," yeah. because everyone in MMA looks at him and goes, "Yeah, but you won't do MMA." Yeah. Okay. If he beats Nate Diaz, and then he turns around and says, "I challenge any UFC fighter," what's that going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. I can guarantee you, sure. even well, UFC then, fighters are going to go. Hmm, I should I respond that. or no? Right, right. Because right. now you're at money, risk. Yeah, money. but now you're at risk of losing to Paul. So that's when that's, that's when Dana what, that's throws like the right you. fighter, you know? Like, yeah, because guess what? Nobody in the championship side of UFC will challenge him. Yeah. Because they're champions. They're making money. Yeah. But the lower end fighters yep. in UFC oh, will like, say, hmm, I'll go take money. Because they're take they're gonna make the same amount of money as the championship fights. Like, exactly. They'll make yeah, more. Maybe even more, even yeah. more. They'll make more, even way more, more than that. Yeah. Like Nate, Di- I mean, Nate Dizzy, when they told him, like, hey, what'd you think about Paul's uh, challenge for $10 million? He goes, I'll do it right now. <laughs> that was a money talk. Yeah. yeah. You, exactly. you don't think he'll take that for money right now? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You talk to any uh, UFC fighter right now that's under a contract and say, oh, Jake Paul wants to fight you for uh, $5 million right now. They'll be like, when, when and where? Yeah, yeah, facts. yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to cancel your, your contract with it. Uh, yeah. UFC. Okay. Where do I sign? Yeah, because then they'll be done. Out yeah. in the parking lot or what's yeah. going on? Yeah. What do they do? They'll go do that, make $5 million, go back and go to Bellator. Yeah. Exactly. It's yep. facts. And make money. And PFL, that $1 million PFL, yeah. that they Even have. Even PFL, you know? yeah. They're getting so yeah, big because of that reason, too. There's people that are like, man, dude, I could go make a million dollars over there. Just yeah. win the tournament. Win the tournament, yeah. yeah. What do, you, what do you think about, uh, speaking of like the PFL, Francis, he's going to fight uh tyson fury i don't like that <laughs> that's the one i don't like be, the only thing yeah. i like about francis is that 
he's getting trained by Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah, don't know if it's enough dope. time. Obviously, yeah, Mike exactly. Tyson is training him because of his power. So he's he teaching knows him. It takes one. He yeah, to he's teaching him how to like land the one power yeah. shot, yep. which is very good, and it could happen. I find it kind of weird though that like, uh, what is it? Tyson Fury's dad was like super emotional when he met Mike Tyson for the first time, wherever <laughs> they're from. I don't know if you saw that interview. Uh, I don't remember. I think I seen it on TikTok. But yeah, but yeah. they were interviewed and and Tyson Fury actually talked or Tyson Fury's dad talked about how he named him after him. Oh, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and that. now you're yeah. training that guy to beat him up. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, he even yeah. like uh Mike Tyson got emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cried. And he got emotional, he started crying. And he was just like, Man, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me that you named your kid after me. But now he's gonna And now him. he's training uh Francis. But then again, but why do you think he's training him? Because of money. Yeah, for sure. Money yeah. talk. Francis makes so much. He's like, hey. He needs know. to teach him head movement, though, I think, because uh, Tyson, yeah, Tyson has like zero head movement. Tyson, Tyson is, is going to piece him up, man. Tyson yeah. is a boxer. He's going to piece him up. He's a real boxer. That's the thing. Does he have enough time? Like, that's the thing. Like, And even his power, bro. Like, he fought Deontay Wilder yeah. like three times, yeah. man. Come on. Deontay Wilder's probably the hardest puncher in boxing. Yeah. Like, heavyweight boxing. Like, man. I look at people like. If Tyson, no, if, if Deontay Wilder had the boxing knowledge of Andy Ruiz mm. in his body, mm. I think the fight would be different. Right. For sure. But it's like Wilder, look, he's, he's not he's a, a real boxer. He's not a real he's boxer. A sloppy exactly. puncher, he just no, looks like... for the one punch knockout. And then Andy Ruiz is too small for Tyson Fury to lunge for him. Yeah. But man, if you put his knowledge into Tyson uh, or into uh, Deontay Wilder, man, that would be an amazing fight. That makes a lot of sense. That would be an amazing fight. Because Wilder, you know, he's not really a boxer. No, he's a sloppy puncher, man. He's just going for like, it's just that one punch. Yeah. But Andy Ruiz is so small. He's so short. Yeah. He'd be lunging for him. So, I mean, if Deontay got the one punch, like, Maybe Francis could also, you know. I mean, he can. And And I think that's what they're looking for. Francis connects it, bro. And then he's training with Mike. So he's gonna I mean, show him that hip movement, whatever yeah, exactly. he needs to like actually connect that real strong punch. Yeah. But yeah, I have a I have a question about mm-hmm. uh, your merch. Yeah. You know, I wanted just to talk to you about you know you, you getting into that. You know, just like how did how did you start doing it? What created that the this, motive? You know, the motive. <laughs> you know, the yeah, feel yeah. different and just that slogan and all that. Yeah. How did you get into that? That's interesting because I started it. What was it? 2017. Mm. I wanted to create uh, a clothing brand and I was going to like 24 hour fitness. I was working out, but I didn't know really what to call it. And, you know, I mean, there's so many name brands out there. So I was like, man, I need something. Yeah. It it was funny because I kept saying the same thing over and over because I was like, man, I need something that'll motivate people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, man, it's got to be a brand that. When you see it, people like are like, oh, man, that's a motivating brand. And then I was like, or when they wear it and they look at themselves in the mirror while they're working out, it kind of motivates them. So I kept saying motivate over and over and over. And then I was like, it has to do with motivation. So then I just thought, like, what if I just abbreviate motivation, just put motive, but without the E Mm -hmm. and then put the dot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I came up. I originally called the brand motive wear. Mm. So I have pictures like on my Instagram, uh, like down at the bottom. It actually says motive where I had a guy who was like a, a weightlifter. I had Dave Cryer. He was wearing my shirt on oh, one of yeah. my Instagram posts way back in the day. 
he would take it when he was training because I would I was sponsoring like weightlifters, fighters, things like that. But it was just something that I wanted to have that. But I wanted it universal. So it yeah. was weird because I even got involved in um, car clubs. Oh, okay. Because right? okay. I used to be in a car club way back in the day. Yeah. So I, I got into the car scene and I met this kid. He was like 16 years old. I didn't know he was 16 years old. But this guy on my Instagram was like doing all these car meets. Mm. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, like you throw the car meets? He's like, yeah, I, I throw them. I throw them. I get them all gathered up together. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, hey, I'm going to go to one of your car meets. And he goes, yeah, man. And I said, I have a, a, a clothing brand that I'm starting. He goes, yeah, cool. I told him I'll give you some clothing. So I met him in Fontana and they had a car meet. And there was about like 40 cars, like all imports. Damn. And I was like, damn. And then this kid comes, this little white kid. He's 16 <laughs> years old. Holy yeah, shit. And that was him. Oh, shit. So That's I gave crazy. him a hoodie and some shirts. Damn. And then I met this one guy. His Instagram is rideworthy. And he had like 16,000 followers. Damn. And I gave him some stuff and then they started posting it. And my goal was to get the car clubs where it says like motive wear in the front. And then in the back, it was supposed to say, what's your motive and put the car club. Damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's so your motive? Why do you what motivates you to like yeah. fix your car up? Yeah, exactly. And it was going to be oh, like the okay. car club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. So it was weird, though, but it was kind of cool to see how like back then, because one day I was out with my girl at the time and I was at the movie theater and it was funny because I seen some guy, it looked like he was on a date and he had on like some jeans and some uh, Air Force Ones and he had the Motive shirt on. Oh, oh shit. shit. I didn't crazy. even know who he was. <laughs> and she crazy. saw it that's too dope. and she was like, isn't that your shirt? And I look at him like, oh shit, that's my shirt. <laughs> that's was, fucking wild. Yeah, that's it was dope. weird. We're at the AMC Theater in Ontario Mills and yeah. I was like, oh uh, shit, that is my shirt. That's crazy. I, I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's pretty it was, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was dope. kind of like a cool moment. But yeah. I stopped it, and then when I got the gym... Oh, you didn't uh, talk to him, though? You didn't say, like, hey, that's my shirt? No, no, I didn't say nothing. Uh, I just, like, was on my merry way, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. whatever. I just thought it was, like, a cool moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then when I started teaching at the gym, that was when I brought it back because I thought that was, like, a right time to do it yeah. because of, like, you know, everyone there. And, and then, obviously, like, I got a guy to design the motive side, yeah. the logo design, to be different because my other one was real, like, just plain. It was, like, bold motive. And at the last of the, on the M, it like lined all the way through. Oh, okay. And it said where inside of the line. Mm -hmm. So it was very different. And then the front side said MW, connected oh, together. Okay. So it was very different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I just like, just thought like, okay, I'll just bring it back. But that was a cool design that he came yeah. up with and I liked it. It was sharp yeah. and it was universal to everything. Right. Yeah. And then the built different was funny because I was. This was on the back too on this one. Yeah. 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 It was funny because I was saying like, I need a slogan. I didn't want to use what's your motive anymore. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I want it. I want it to represent people that are different. I kept saying stuff like that. And I said, you know, like people with the background that like helps to say like, hey, this is how I was built. And see, I Facts. kept saying built and different together. <laughs> and like, it was oh, weird. Shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> I mean, finally, same thing with motive. And then finally, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's what makes them different because they were built different facts and then i was like damn why don't i just say built different yeah like, everyone who you know is part of motive is built different yep because it's true yep the way i look at it is like that it's like i have so many different personalities that come into the gym martial arts fitness whatever mm -hmm. everyone has a story well, everyone different walks of life you know everything yep. i mean it could be relationships you know childhood experiences 
upbringings, whatever it is, yeah. even like unfortunate situations that it's just that's what makes them different. You know, why do you do what you do? You know, yeah. and that was the whole point. You know, and that was what motive was part of, too, because it was like I used to listen to uh, Dr. Eric Thomas a lot as a motivational speaker. And he used to have that thing called what? Um, what's your why? Mm, and okay. you would replace yeah. why with motive. Like, what's your yeah. motive? What's your motive? Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Like, what's the motive behind it? And that's kind of where I, I thought of, like, the motive and the build different. That makes so, sense. So it's just people with stories and the reason why. Yeah. And I like it. I like yeah. it. Trust me, when we go no, places, I like it when people recognize it and they say, oh, man, that shit's tight. Like, yeah. I like the logo and all that stuff. Um, and then that's what actually people call me outside of here. They call me by motive. They don't even call me by my name. Oh, There's okay. a lot of people out there right now that they don't even know my real name. Mm. They just call you motive? They call me motive. Yeah, that's they call crazy. me motive. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. So there's some people out there right now that yeah. if they listen to this probably through my Instagram, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to know my real name, and, but they're going to hear it in the beginning. Right. So but let me, they, they know me okay. as motive. Let me ask you this question mm -hmm. then. What's your motive? <laughs> <laughs> What's my motive? Is Just money. everything. Just it's, everything. It's being successful. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that's like my biggest why. Like, why do I do what I do? Yeah, it's just it's to become more everything. successful. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it's It's... It's crazy to say, but it's doing what I, I feel like people don't think I can do, mm. you know, or even at one point, I didn't even believe that I could do it. I think that's what's driving me right, right. now. Okay. And I think that's the biggest one is myself, because I do look at myself a lot and I challenge myself. And people even ask me, like, why do you do certain? Why do you do ice baths? Why do you do fasting? Why do you do what you do with the people you're around? And it's like, you know why? Because it's like, if I don't challenge myself, what am I doing then? I feel like I'm at a standstill yeah. and it's like, what's the point of living right now? You know, yeah. cause I have, okay. you know, just like everyone else, I've had issues. I've gone through a lot of problems. I've gone through so many problems to a point where I even thought like, why am I here? Mm. What am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I even around? Why am yeah. I alive? Yeah, you know, and sense. obviously people would be like, Hey man, you know, loved ones and da da da. Yeah. But you know, sometimes when you're feeling a certain way, it's not that, yep. you know, you need that, something yeah. that's personal to yeah, you. Yeah. 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 You know, and even this right now, what I do, this has a personal attachment to me. It's not only like my livelihood and it has a financial attachment, but it has a personal attachment because if this becomes successful, it's going to prove the point of I'm, I'm able to do what I really want to do, mm. you know, and I have that work ethics. I have that discipline. I want to be different. That's why I say built different yep. because I want to be different from everyone else. I actually do want to be that person. Yeah. I want to be that person that people come up to me and ask me. How do you do that? Because I can't seem to do it, That's fast. you know, and I can give that type of knowledge to somebody and say, well, what is it that you're failing at? What do you think you need? And then they tell me and then I can tell them. And that's where like the whole honesty comes from. Yeah. Where it's like, but they have to be prepared. Prepared. True. Yeah. Like, please understand, though, that yeah. if I tell you my feedback, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm not the person that's going to go. It's OK. Don't worry about it. No, yeah. no. I'm going to say, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Well, because stop, that's not a real reason. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? And it's out. like, yeah. that's the harsh reality. Right. Yeah. Well, I have this. That's still not a reason. Yeah. yeah. You know how many people have that? You know how many people still have that till this day? I have that till this day. That doesn't mean I stop. That doesn't mean I take time out. That doesn't mean, you know, like how people say about working out, uh, what are your days off? I don't have days off. And they ask yes. me that. Well, what days do you take off? I don't. Mm -hmm. What days I take off are days that life has me take it off yeah. yeah meaning i don't know my car breaks down i can't work out today 
um, I got super sick. I'm, I fell ill. Those are my yeah. days off. Yeah. If you ask me, do I have a set all oh, Saturday and Sundays? I don't work out. Absolutely not. Because of that reason, I never know when I'm not actually going to be able to work out. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I don't want is I'm going to say, oh, Saturday and Sunday, I don't work out. Then Monday, my cars breaks down and I can't get it up and running till Wednesday. Now I took off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Now I fell off of my routine. Yeah. Right. I'd rather yeah. just work out every single day and work a different muscle, recover the right way you're supposed to and keep doing it. Yep. Then if something happens, then I'm okay. Yeah, the most successful people don't even take any days off. You're yeah. not supposed to. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty because much. Because that's the hardest part. Yeah. And then it, it's kind of like affect the way you're disciplined too, in a way. Because Absolutely. then you're taking days off. It's like you're not being Kind of gets you lazy a little yeah. bit too. You know? yep. Like people right now that I tell, I'm doing the gym, right? Yeah. I teach. I have my clients. I do personal training. I have my merch. I sell the supplements. I'm going to open up a second gym. Yep. I'm going to do the podcast. How are you going to do that? Right. When do you have time? It doesn't matter. Find, I'll a, make time. find a way, right? Make I'll make time. time. Yep. I'll make time. If it doesn't happen, it's because I'm just choosing not to do it. Yeah. Because I could say, like, tomorrow, Sundays. Sundays, I don't do much. Sundays, I come here. I clean my gym. I get my lift session in. And then I go home and relax. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do a podcast. So when is that? When, you know, what's the excuse? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, what about your online programming you're doing? Okay, I use my clients. Do you want to be part of it? They say yes. They're helping me, yeah. right? I have help. Yeah. So why can't I not do it? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just not going to sit there and be like, oh, because of this, and I got to go home and rest, and da 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 So then how bad do you really want it? Yeah. And that's that's a good point. How bad do you really want it, right? Because yeah. sometimes, you know, even trying to do something, I, I even come up with excuses myself, and it's like you ask yourself, how bad do you really want it? Yeah. If you wanted it so badly, then you would just do it. No excuses. And 100%. seems like excuses are not in your vocabulary. You can't. Like you know, like, if I start using excuses, I always catch myself. Mm. And, and you know, like I do watch David Goggins and all that, yeah. and I do think like that where I'm like, dude, I could not be his friend because <laughs> I would suck yeah. as a friend. But – I'm almost like, but it's almost like he'll lift you up too. My though, goal would know? be his friend because yeah. it'd be like, dude. He even says he he says himself that he gets up and he stares at his running shoes for thirty. Oh minutes. yeah, right. Yeah. Yep, well, I see like that. thirty minutes. He's like, you I don't want to fucking do this. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and it's like, but you have to, and that's the same yep. thing. Like me, I can wake up, and I actually do have the luxury right now to turn around and say, "Hey guys, I'm closing the gym today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay home and relax." But why am I going to do that? What, what What is the reason behind it? Did something happen? Did something bad happen that's out of my control that I need to take care of? No. Are you? Am I just saying that because I'm like, ooh, man, I'm so stressed out. Da, 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 da. Well, if I took time out every time I was stressed, then I wouldn't get <laughs> nothing closed. out of yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. closed 24-7. <laughs> right. It's, it's <laughs> like, no, it's like you still get up, you yeah. do it. Right? Yep. It's the whole point of this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and... uh. I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Andrew Tate. I don't know if you watch Andrew yeah. Tate. Yeah. This guy has talked about, you know, it doesn't matter the way you're feeling, like, as a man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're happy, sad, mad, depressed, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you still have to show up and do the work regardless of your emotions. Yeah. And, yep. you know, that that I take that personal, too, because I'm like, Absolutely. yeah, some days, some days you feel sad or, or lazy or whatever, but it doesn't matter how you yeah. feel. 
you still have to get up and do what you have to do. Yeah. And, and, and that's just how it is. And you know why? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck. Exactly. I, hate, I mean, that's the reality. Of nobody gives a fuck. They really because don't. Because everyone else has their own problems. Exactly. As well, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares to hear about it. If you want to sit there and go complain about it, that's why I will come in here. I will lock myself in this gym. I will shut the lights off. I'll play my music loud and I will kill my body. And mm. I kill my body to let it out. I turn back on the lights. I'm done. I go home and I feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Because yep. at the end of the day, that's better for me than to go try to find somebody to go cry to and be like, this yeah. is how I feel. Da, 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 da. Do you care? No. They don't. Yeah, and, at, and I think for us, and I'm not being like sexist or anything like that but no one cares about what guys are going through no, they, don't. they don't they really nobody don't. does women are different because yeah, they're more emotional even guys tend to, to um care more because it's a female and they oh, act for sure as they're caring more because of that reason they'll take the time to listen yeah. but when it's a guy with another guy or anything like that nobody gives a fuck even yeah. the women if you go and talk to them no oh, i, I feel bad <laughs> uh, okay okay well anyways this is what happened like Nobody cares. And that's yeah. one thing that it's like probably a bad idea, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing that men struggle with till this day. Yeah. But that's why I say, like, if you can control that with fitness, martial arts, whatever you're doing, that's the whole point of saying, I don't need people. I don't need people to accept me. I don't need people to say, Good job, way to go. Because that has to come from yourself. Sucks. Because when you succeed and like the gym gets better. The podcast gets more views. You start blowing up. You start getting sponsorships. Those are the rewards that you're looking for. Not, oh, hey, guys, great job on the pad podcast. You guys are doing amazing. Okay, thanks. No, Appreciate it. Yeah, but yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that's it's okay, right? It's, it's just fun. okay. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the reward is going to be the tail end. The reward is going to be when you guys start blowing up. The reward is going to be when you say, hey, man, this was all worth it. Gosh. When you guys are sitting there... You know, not using these and using bottles of something else and saying, boom, you know, 150 episode and look at where we're at now. Yeah. Hell that, yeah. Man. You know what I, I mean? And it's going to be like, this yeah. is the success story. And then you guys will be talking about what you, you know, what you guys went through. But that's the same thing as all of us. But if we, the funny thing is, is like I, I tell my clients and the members, mm -hmm. we're 1% of the world, right? We're the one percenters because fitness, no one wants to do. Right. billions of people in this world and we're the one percent of it right. and that's crazy to think because fitness is huge yeah. but it tells you how huge the world is yeah so if somebody tries to tell you uh what you want to do is a joke or you're not fucking jake paul and you're not this person who does youtube there was a point where people told them that too yeah and now look at them they're fucking millionaires yeah. youtubers instagram influencers everybody you know, it's not a joke anymore. Now yeah. it's like a real thing yeah. where there's enough people out there that your podcast, your your fitness, your online programs, everything can blow up to make yeah. you so much money. You just have to be different. You have to be consistent and you have to have the discipline to keep doing it. Did you get hate? You know, when you were coming up and doing this, trying to teach, trying to open up your gym, yeah, people doubt oh, yeah, for you? sure, yeah, yeah. And how did you deal with that? Like, just trying to just block them out, or you just, yeah, like, because okay, I feel like right now, I mean, there's some people like right now, obviously, they're gonna be shit talking, like, of course. this podcast, Even, yeah, for sure. I have people that be like, oh, like, that shit, like, it's not gonna blow up, just another but, person mm -hmm. making a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or so, why are you investing time and money into right. it, yeah, exactly, yeah, but but you have to understand some that's what I mean. Well, I think in my stage right now 
and this is a big thing because I know certain people will be listening to this. Yeah. In my stage right now, you can go fuck yourself. One hundred percent. Because Thanks. at the end of the day, right. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm not doing it for Joe Schmo or nobody else. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. So if I make it, that's the only difference is I'm going to remember yeah. who supported that's me. That's right. That's a right. Yeah. And the funny yeah, thing is, is people right. will get mad and say, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Yep. 100%. You could say that now, but I'm sure there's people, Tate, Jake Paul, all these guys, right? That they made it and they, damn, I remember when I fucking talked shit on them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the guy who was point, next man. to them, that was our friend. Yeah. But he stuck with them and he said that he helped them. You know, and that's what I mean by don't burn bridges. Be supportive. Supportive doesn't mean put in ends and all this stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Supportive just means if you if you you turn around and tell somebody like, man, I'm thinking about doing a podcast, you know, be honest with them. Man, you have a great personality. I think it'll work. Yeah. And you never know what'll happen. Maybe it'll pop. Yeah. Go for it. Right? right That's the whole I point. I think that a lot of people just care way too much about what others think. Other people. Just get started. And it's just stopping them. Like, yeah, but the thing is, is the, the problem with people is they don't want to see you succeed more than them. Facts. Because they, they don't want to bring do you down. Because they know that they can't do it themselves. Like, 100%. And they just hate on Well, others. not only that, but they make the excuse on why they can't do it. Yeah. Oh, I would do that too, but I don't have... Well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, the, thing, the thing is though, like I, I've said this, you know, hate always comes from the bottom. Never comes from the top. 100%. somebody's hating on you, and then they, they're from they're like below you and they're looking at you and being like okay then i can't do this so let me just shit on him yeah. shit on whatever yeah. he's trying to do and he always comes from the bottom they ask man. you why yeah, yeah. Like, why are you doing this you know you, like, you, you know what's funny is i learned that time? Like, i learned that from the bottom they're gonna say why why are you gonna do that <laughs> why do you want to try that why do you think you have the time to do that and then when i talk to the people who own three plus businesses you know what they ask me what what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to make yourself better? Mm -hmm. What plans do you have in play? They start saying what instead of why. Right. And I seen the difference and I'm like, I was, I, one of my buddies who owns three barbershops, he'll probably listen to this. I praise him a lot because he asked me about the motive, the clothing brand. And he says, you stopped doing it or you have it currently? And I said, I stopped doing it. What made you stop doing it? Mm. And I told him like, oh, man, you know, I don't I don't have like um, connections on clothing. I don't know who to go to to make it like more inexpensive for the printing, like all kinds of stuff. Right. That goes into making clothing. Yeah. Plus, that's a very hard industry to get involved in. And it was weird because he was like. Look, I'm going to give you the person that I go to to buy all my clothing. I'm going to give you the person that prints all my stuff. We helped him get started. He hooks us up. This is how much he charges. So now you have the clothing. Now you have the printing. You need to work on building the clientele, like the base to mm -hmm. sell to. And this guy told me that. And I was just like, why would you do that? Mm. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, to me, he's already successful. Right, right. He's like, oh, I'm about to open up my third barbershop in Long Beach, da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like him doing that doesn't help him, mm -hmm. but it doesn't hurt him. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And in reality, it did help him because he gained a loyal friend. That's yeah. right. You know what I mean? And then with me being a loyal friend, he gained my following. Another, yep, exactly. You see what I mean? So he was a smart person. He's younger than me. He's a smart person. 
And I give him a lot of credit to this day for that because he's the one who kind of pushed me into like, hey, keep going, just do mm -hmm. it, you know? And that's what I mean by you need people like that instead of somebody saying on the other side, the whys. Why do you really want to do that? Why do you think you can succeed? Why do you think you're going to make money off of that? It's like, damn. And it's not, it's not even because they want to learn. They're not saying mm. why because they want to learn. It's more yeah. because... They want to pull you down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They want to hear what you have to say and then like contradict whatever you're trying to yeah, do. You, and, like, just you almost want to tell them, why do you want me to be like you? Exactly. Facts. Yeah. Why do you want me to live like you? A lot of the yeah. time, the haters are, are people living lives that you don't want to live anyways. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so. I talked to so many people where I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I have a house in San Bernardino and I own a house in San Bernardino and you know, me and my wife, my again, I'm like, dude, that's not impressive to me exactly. at all. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I look at, we're just talking here, but impress is not I, San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you have a house yeah, in San Bernardino, yeah, like yeah, how much yeah. does that cost you? Yeah. Right. You're, you're a warehouse worker. Yeah. Yep. That's not successful to me. No, I agree with that. Like my success is saying like, I no longer have a boss. I am my boss. Mm. Right. I make my own schedule. That's right. If I want to make more money, guess what? Then I'll go make more money. I need to go do that. Facts. It has nothing to do with, hey, excuse me, do you guys have overtime that I can stay and yeah. kill my life away oh, yeah, for, for five sure. more hours? That's right. No, it's let me raise my prices. It's yeah. let me come up with a new innovative way to make more money. Let me come up with a new logo and sell more merchandise. You know, it's something that you can create that generates revenue for yourself to make more money. Right. Yeah. Now, does that happen overnight? No. Is it a struggle? Hell yeah. For sure. But you have to remember when you build that momentum, that's when everything's spinning and you can't stop. You got to keep going. That's the other part, too, is you can't get to a certain level and go, I'm cool. Yeah. Right. You need to get to that level and keep going up. OK, I need to think of something new. Why do you think I'm thinking of all this other stuff? podcasts this and that like studios and things like that what can generate more money why because if you're having money coming in from go put incomes. it into something else yeah. now you're saying oh shit merchandise supplements gym studio yeah. podcast if you can have five avenues of revenue that's coming through that's amazing compared to saying i work at fedex one income that's right, or yeah. i work at amazon that's the most common one amazon yeah. it used to be walmart now it's amazon it's like <laughs> i work at amazon yeah. you have only one revenue yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Nowadays, you need more than one income. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah. You know, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Being on your own. Like, it, just it, right. And and you can't, you know, in California, we live Facts. in California. Yep. In California. One of the most expensive states of the. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, um, what, what, what do you say? We work to live here. Yeah. That's the hardest thing is as Californians, we work to live here. We work and get a paycheck to pay for everything we have. That's yeah. right. So it's very rare that when people go past, they surpass that amount and they make a real living and a career out of it. And yeah. they're able to actually live with their work. That's, That's totally different. Well, I think if you make even like a hundred thousand a year in the whole entire country, you're already like top 20%. Yeah. yeah. So if you make more than that, like you're already going up, right. up and above, you know? So, right. Yeah. But, so. and, and that's the thing though, is you need to find different, different avenues to make more money. That's right. right. And you can't be scared. You have to be able to be like, fuck it. Like, let's try it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's see what happens. You know, hey, it's a risk. Everything's a risk. You you risk. I mean, even I mean, I get it. Amazon's huge, but I was at a fifty nine billion dollar company and they just sold half the company. Mm, see, yeah. look at that. They let go of certain people like 
I worked for the largest CRV recycler pretty much in the world yeah. in 2015, and they went out of business. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I literally was like, this place is not going nowhere. Yeah. And, and guess what? I was in the <laughs> meetings that said, yeah, we're closing down 440 sites. And I was God like, damn. wait, what? I was like, uh, I even told my VP, like, should I be worried? And my VP is actually the one who got me into what I was doing as far as making more money. Because he, that was in 2015. He's the one who told me, what do you do on the site? Is this all you do? And I was like, yeah. this is all I do. I work. Yeah. And he was the one who told me, you need to find something you love to do. That's right. And try to make money off of it. And I was like, what do you do then? And he was honest with me. He flipped houses. His salary oh. was over 300000 a year. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he flipped houses on top of that. So you're talking about his like half a million dollars a year. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he's the one who told me like, you can't depend on one job. I don't care if this is the largest CRV recycling world. Commodity prices, life, inflation, things yeah. happen left and right that can ruin somebody's livelihood. Right. Like you need to be able to have multiple things going on that you can say, I'm okay, you yeah. know, and not be that person that's scared. Yeah. You know, if somebody turns or some of these people live where they only have one job and they're the only they're the solo finance in the family, mm. right? The next thing you know, they get a conversation where they're like, hey, we're planning on closing down the company in the next two months. What? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? My whole family, like, tell your, yeah, tell your yeah, wife, yeah. tell your wife, get a job. Yeah. Nice. Right? Tell your husband, get a job, start working. That's nice. the answer. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. But imagine if you were doing that already, you put a little money to the side, you said, hey, somebody wanted to invest in a company. Well, yeah, hell yeah, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And then it was, you never know. What about, real, what about real estate? Is that something that you, you, you're you doing? You're interested in? No, I, I never got into real estate. I never, that never interests me. Yeah. Um, I know some people in real estate, but I've never really wanted to like get involved in it. Mm. I got into cars because I liked cars a lot. Um, and I like to drive cars. <laughs> yeah. So I was like really big into flipping cars, mm, Okay. but not real estate. Yeah. Just the housing and stuff like that. I never really got into it. You have to maintain it. You got to like make sure you got the There's right a lot of money value. involved in real estate. No, for too. sure. I mean, the first yeah. millionaires were just from real estate. Real estate. Yeah. yeah. There's like, I mean, I wouldn't mind making enough money to, uh, I was just telling somebody that today, one of my clients this morning, uh, I wouldn't mind doing something where I invest money into property. Yeah. But property like to rent it out, like apartments and stuff like that. Like an I apartment complex? Like an apartment complex. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Not buying a house to flip it to sell it, but like an apartment complex to actually rent it out. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, that, you know, the thing is, is to be able to have businesses to generate money to be able to think like that. Yep. Yeah. That's you know, right. you, you got you to gotta remember, too, like I was also around a lot of people that talk and they don't do no action. True. Mm. You know, it, it's a great thing to have an imagination. You need an imagination, you know, books and everything like book smart and college. And I get that. But you got to remember, like your knowledge can stop. Books stop. Your knowledge stops. But imagination will always keep going. That's yep. something you'll have for the rest of your life. Thanks. So you have to have your imagination going to be able to think big and dream big and then put it into play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to put in the work at least. Yeah. You can't just imagine it and it just yeah. stays in your brain. And then that's like don't I tell people, don't it. don't think about something. And then when I ask you, so what are the steps to take to, to get that, have that plan. accomplished? And they say, oh, I don't know. Oh, you haven't even looked it up. Oh, yeah. Like, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop Do the talking. research at least. Yeah, right? let, let's, start, let's start putting it into play. Because you come and ask me, what, what, are, what are the steps to do it? That's the first thing I'm going to ask you. What is it that you want to do? 
okay, so what is it that you have to do to get that going? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I read that you have to do, okay, cool. So your first step is what? Oh, okay. Did you Google how to do that? What does it take? Does it take money? Do you take a, Do you need a loan? See, it's just step by step. Yeah. It doesn't have to be right away, but it's little baby steps to get it done. Yeah. The whole point is you can say you're doing it. The other part is don't give yourself a timeline. Mm. Don't tell yourself, well, I'm giving myself one year to go do this. Don't do that. Because you're basically giving yourself a time, a gap. So that if you don't do it in the first month, well, it's okay. I have till December. Mm. Oh, three months went by. No, I get that. But I have until December. There's still five more. No, no. Every single day. Every single day, what are you doing? Trying to do something. Yeah. I want to start a podcast. I started Googling. How do you start a podcast? It starts with equipment. Equipment. Topics. Streaming platforms. You know what I mean? Like you start going down the process. Okay, cool. Let me start with equipment. You know what I mean? Little by little. Okay, let me start thinking about topics. Let me start writing them down. Right? Okay, let me see what platforms I really want to put it in. But I got to Google the platforms and do the information on which has the biggest followings and views. Right? So that's how you do your research. And that's how you slowly start doing it little by little, one thing at a time. But if you're just going to say, I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, did you buy it? No, I haven't bought nothing yet. <laughs> How much does it yeah. cost? I, yeah. I have no idea. I saw some stuff that were pretty expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, okay. wait, you don't even know how much it costs? <laughs> like, no. Like, you got to start moving in that direction. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what people fail. They they talk and they talk. And yeah, it's they're like, just dude, talking. They're not what are you going to do? Plans. And I think that's what I mean, how people got mad at me. They got mad at me now recently because I'm that way. Mm. You tell me something and I'm like, Dude, you're not even doing it. Are you serious about this or not? Because then don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah, facts. Well, it's just because I'm trying to get your advice. Okay, I just gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. They just don't like yeah. what you have to tell them. I gave you, know, you the advice. Like so in one week, let me know what you've done. And then I come back in a week and I ask you, Same hey, shit. what did you do? And if you turn around and tell me, oh, man, you know what happened was my mom did blah, blah, blah. My sister, you know, that... Don't waste my time. You're not serious about it. And don't be mad when I don't talk to you no more. Yeah. You don't add value to me, so I don't need you around me. Right? You're the one who came up to me and asked me for advice on what to do. Mm -hmm. So if I'm taking the time and the effort to give you that advice or help you, don't waste it. You know what I mean? I think I think a lot of people too don't understand that a lot of relationships, most relationships, if anything, are based off of, you know, what value can you give to somebody? Mm -hmm. What value can they give to you? And people get like offended when somebody, like you said, somebody doesn't give you value. And you're like, all right, you know what? Well, you're not providing anything for my life right. other than negativity and pulling me down. So, you know what? I'm not going to really speak to you yeah. anymore. Yeah. And people don't understand that most most relationships are like that. You know, Absolutely. you have to provide something and then they have to provide something back to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I agree with that point. You know, if they're not providing something for you, then what's really yeah, the it, point of the, the relationship? It's not one sided like. Exactly. I I have, unfortunately, I have had people already, even recently, that asked for help. I helped them. Their lives have changed because of the knowledge I gave them and the way I pushed them. Now their life has changed and they don't even acknowledge me anymore. Mm. You know, and and, yeah, and and to me, I'm like, Wow, you know, it's it's crazy how the world works. Facts. Because they only needed you when they were in need. 
and they wanted something and then they book it as soon as they're 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 good but yeah. see here's the negative side to that and, and and it's a learning lesson so the person i hope you're listening the learning lesson to this is you're gonna fail why are you gonna fail because it's not sustainable because you already failed at what the most important part is which is when somebody helps you you keep that relationship. Yeah. You stay consistent yep. because at the end of the day, when the person's real and helps you get to where you are, they're going to actually elevate you 100% through the entire time. The moment you drop off, you start going around people that are not elevating you no more. So That's even right. if you're doing okay, they're going to drop you back down and you're going to say, what changed? And then you're going to replay it in your head and you're going to say, oh, this changed. Mm-hmm. This person got me here, then these people got me down there. And then it's going to click in your brain and go, shit, yeah. I should have never did that. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, not everybody's like me, but I'm the type of person where I'm going to say, too bad. Yeah. Don't call me. Fair. Don't come at me yeah. and be like, hey, I, you know, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. Like, mm, I'm sorry, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, too, that you can't be a real person yes. because I just found out who you really are. Yeah, you gotta you had you gotta have a good circle of friends that wanna like, absolutely elevate, elevate with you. you because yeah. there's a yeah. saying, there's a saying that says like uh, a tide that rises lifts all ships. Yep. So if a tide rises, you know you're trying to lift everybody with you. You know yeah. you're not mm-hmm. trying to like bring anybody down. Yeah. But then they also gotta also help you up. You know. So absolutely. That's, that's why when like my circle that I have, we're always contacting each other. It, it, it might not be every, obviously not every day. Sometimes yeah. not every week. Yeah. Yeah. But man, we'll get together once a month maybe. How's business? How's everything going? You know, we share things. We share knowledge. We share experiences. Why? Because we might be going through something that we don't know that the other person is going through. Yeah. Oh, what happened? How did you deal with that? Oh, that's what I'm going through right now. Oh, okay, boom. But it's all people that are being successful. They're people that are trying to grow and get bigger. Mm. And then, you know, you even find out different things. Like, wait, I didn't know you knew that person. Contact. Yeah, I'll give you the contact. I'm going to message you right now. You know, and that's why you elevate higher around people that are more successful like you want to be around people that are better than you that's the whole point you don't want to be around people that are lower than you because again it goes back yeah it goes (laughs) back to the whole thing of what people say if you're looking at somebody in their face and talking to them and they're not adding value to your life man i it's a cruel thing to say (laughs) but why waste your time (laughs) i don't care if it's family members I don't really care. Like, I'm not a person of the whole blood is, you know, it's your blood. Nah, it could be my blood, but my blood will actually screw me over just like anybody else. So I'm going to tell you right now, if my blood's not helping me and they're not elevating me or they're not adding value to my life, then I don't need those people around. I'm trying to stay focused as much as possible. And when you're trying to stay focused, you need to have a clear mind, a clear vision. You know what I mean? So you can't have people that are like that, like in your ear, you know. Yeah. This isn't good. You shouldn't do this. How do you know? Right. Well, Especially they, you if know you're not your, successful. And you know your enemy's intentions more than like a friend Absolutely. because you know your enemy hates you, right? right. So yeah. you don't have to worry like what yeah. they're thinking. Yeah. That's why I always look at people and I'm like, you know, I hate to be mean, but I'm like, you know, someone will tell me, oh, you should do this. You should do that. And I just, how come it hasn't worked for you? <laughs> All right, that's, All right. a, that's a good point. It's man. a real that's question. A I'll be like, wait, but. How come it hasn't worked for you? How come you don't do it? Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, they might say, like, oh, well, because I didn't no, that's 
What what I'm getting at is you're telling me how to do something that you yourself have not even done. So like I have this business idea of you help me with this right, business. right. Like why haven't you started? Yeah, it, like know? if like, somebody came and told me like I own four businesses, I'm a millionaire, and they tell me, I really believe after listening to me, they say I really believe you should take this route. I'm gonna give you the information to this person. You should call them and die. you better believe. You're gonna listen. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna. You know listen. how many times I've done that. <laughs> I've had somebody come and talk to me like that I've met that somebody's introduced me to that is very successful. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding you. I've been right in front of there talking. Da, da, da. Hey, you know what? I got a guy. Perfect person. He's real honest. He'll help you out with that situation. And he'll be like, do you want his number? I think that's a test. Mm. Oh, shh, what's the number? Can I text him? Yeah, right now? Yeah. <laughs> and do it on the spot. Yeah. Boom. Message comes back. Oh, they, they know I'm serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And trust me, those people stick with you. Yeah. You know? Facts. So, I don't know. It's just things like that. Yeah. That's the business side of stuff, though. Oh, the business and life. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's not even no, just business. It's sure. life in general. Yeah, that's, how, that's how it works, man. Yeah. You know? All right. I think we're good there, Coach. Yeah. That was a long episode. I mean, it was a good episode. It was man. amazing. You know, uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank and, you guys uh, for having me. Learned yeah. a lot, man. And if you want to, you know, plug your your gym, your ads, and all that. Yeah. Clothing. Instagram at Motive Lab One, and then my personal Instagram is at Trainer MT. Yep. So if you want to check it out, your YouTube. You started that. I don't have or? a YouTube yet. I mean, I have Motive TV. Yeah. Uh, M O T B TV. Uh, but I'll wait as far as like, uh, there's no real videos on there or anything like that. And then you're going to start your podcast soon too. Right? Yeah, I'll start my podcast soon nice. and then we'll even do a podcast with you guys on for it. Sure. You know, share the, yeah. share the love. Yeah, so sure. it'll be fun. Share some stories right there too. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then maybe we'll come back and do some more stories. Yeah, that's right. Like Other a story time type. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk that, about whatever happens you. in the fights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. All, good right. Episode. All right. Peace. Peace out. Thanks guys. Hello.